BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Wow, 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 wow. Remember how the other podcast we said, I said, hi, hi, hello at the beginning? This one says... What if this one was like, can I do a pitch and you tell me if it's Yeah, good? yeah, yeah. This one was like, hey, hey, hi, hi, hi. Love it. And then the chorus was like, hi, hi. And there's like a bass one that goes... What if it was... Um, yes, but also what if it was this? Hey, hey, wow, wow, wow. Is these that are, anything? These are both good. I feel like this is a good catchy melody that won't get us sued. No, 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 no. And what is this again? This is... On Book. On Book. The Scripted Musical Podcast. The Scripted Musical Development Podcast. <laughs> With Zach and Jess. With Zach and Jess and Jackie Riley. Back Hi. again. Thank you. Hi, Jackie. Okay, so it took us too long to do 100, so we're back on a different day. Timestamp, Tuesday, 539. Yeah. We talked about titling these with what we sort of imbibed and ate as we were doing it. So the first one was, what, cocktails? Um, Yeah. And then this one we were going to call Dinner and Drinks. <laughs> yeah. Which, yes, an astute listener. There are drinks in both of those. You're correct. <laughs> well, you know, you got to keep it loose. It's summertime. You got to have these HVG and Ts. Yes, which once again, Jessica, for the people... No, I'm not going to preface this for people coming in at just the second episode. You absolute maniacs of this new High series. High volume gin and tonic. That's right. Get involved. <laughs> which is also Jackie's drink today. Mm -hmm. Jackie, what do yeah. we think? Yeah. I, I went away from the Celtsy and went into the HG... H... V... G... And, and T. I always want to do the same thing. HGTV. HGTV. Yeah. The the high gin tonic <laughs> vary. <laughs> high gin tonic volume. Oh, there you go. Um, okay, so we're gonna try to do more episodes. Well, we're definitely gonna do more episodes. How many? Let's find out. We're gonna come back at episode 101. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Any other preface? Preface? No, thank you again to the wiki. The, that we're, we've been using that I haven't pulled up yet, but will now. Coming in hot off of a day. Yeah, it's been a day. It's been a day. I worked out once. And it, and it made you so strong, right? <laughs> you feel great and strong? It was really, really, um, it was good. I felt, I felt good pretty quickly after it all being done, but there was a part in the middle where I was like, I'm truly going to perish. Surely this must be over soon. <laughs> Mostly jump rope. Have you done it? It's hard. Yeah, I can't do that. It's it's also like the coordination. It's not that it's physically like, I mean, hopping consistently is hard. Yeah. But the timing of it is no joke. First time I did it, I hit our string lights. It was so embarrassing to me and my new trainer friend who was very sweet. Yeah. Are they so strong also? Oh, he's so strong. He's got really good muscles. Okay, thank you, page three of the people that wrote on the on the wiki. Let's hear it. Germ Graham, Marble, Wong Nico, Gooeymander, Weissbar13, EJ Squared, Zale, J-I-T-513, Jukas Lonson, Not a Lizard, GP User, Biskies. That's, <laughs> that's it. I did a good job of reading those words, some of which are not words. You did great. Hey, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Okay, but now I actually have to use it. Uh, Episode 101. Okay, great. 
Do you remember what it's called? Absolutely not. Okay, good. I've now pulled it up. What's the tea with James Adomian? Oh, boy. James Adomian, hilarious performer. Yep. Truly, you he gets on a stage and he goes like choo-choo like a train and does not stop till yeah. it's done. I don't remember anything about the content of this, but... Me neither, but there's an entry in the wiki called William Collector's Order, which I guess <laughs> must mean that William Collector ordered... Flamingo made of springs and gears, a frog made of gears, a rabbit whose ears are made of springs, a giraffe that makes... I don't know what this is. It sounds like a steampunk musical. Yeah, it does seem like there's a bunch of orders that have sort of springs and whatever. Is there a description here? Um, All musical packed with mysterious tea shops, which is a blood moon. Yeah. Sounds like standard Victorian fare. Absolutely. All right. Well, yeah, we like historical eras. A lot of animals, a lot of robots once again. <laughs> wow. Seems like. 102, Love Island Normal Edition with okay. Elliot Glazer. Yes, this is this was when I first started watching Love Island, and I was so enthralled. You were bussing, would you say? Oh my gosh. I was like, I was like, that show is a bit of me. Uh, <laughs> you buzzing? Buzzing. Oh, I'm buzzing. Um and if you don't like this show, well, you know, you're a bit of a mug. And if you, maybe you just need to get grafting boots on and try a little harder. And I think it was like early enough when I knew such a small group of friends who were watching it. And so Elliot was watching it and it was a delight. And it was a situation sort of like the survivor one with me and Beth where you had to just playfully figure out the tea leaves. Figure out is a very generous way of saying that. Uh, it, it is always funny to be in sort of a realm of not knowing anything. There's a freedom in that because you can yes. just say whatever you want. But yes, this is before I knew anything about Love Island. I have since watched a good deal of Love Island. It's an often insane, but always entertaining it's show. It's so Incredible fun. show. Yeah. Uh, what, what season did you start with? I actually watched the very first British season. Oh, wow. Which is really weird. It's very... It's like mean. It's mean and it's different. And they like... The contestants don't understand that they're about to be on a at least nationwide mm -hmm. phenomenon. And they have so much more sex. Right. Because they're like... They're like, oh, the, but surely they're not filming us. And they have like yeah. visible sex in a room full of their friends. Yes. And then as seasons go on, they're like wise to... People have seen the show. Right. Yes, exactly. So and they changes. also make it so they can't smoke anymore, which was oh a major gosh. loss to me. They smoked so, so many cigarettes in the yeah. beginning. And You're it was right. great. They also got to drink a lot more. Yes, they drink way great. less. They get like one half beverage a day. Mm -hmm. It's a very, which is like good and sensible. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, and then I watched season five, I believe. Great. The, Amber's season. Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that is where I started. Uh, Maura Higgin, yeah. Fanny Flutters. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. She's great. She's wonderful. She's one of us. She's, she is Jackie all of us. Jackie and I are both Irish lasses. Yes. I'm so happy for both of you. Episode 103, Wet Fly Story with Hello from the Magic Tavern. So another mapping something. This is West Side Story. But like, but was like, it though? It probably just started with like a when you're a shark type it's, of song. Yeah, explores explores the world of talking marine creatures and flying vehicles and a forbidden love that blooms between factions and also a ghost. Hmm. Forbidden love is West Side Story. For sure. Is this the from when you're a shark, that's it? Or is that way later? That's way later. Yeah, okay. Um, Sharks though, there you go. Yeah. Sharks, uh, ghosts, animals. Love the Magic Tavern, boys. Once again, beer, having beer, beer. five people on this podcast is a, is a mess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A delightful mess. Um, one, oh, 
four. Okay. The Cat Five and the Bad Boys with Heather Ann Campbell and Nick Weiger. Oh my gosh. I like your reactions. Okay. This one is, uh, this one was a high wire act. Um, and, had some had some intrigue, had some badly behaved characters we had to keep kicking out. Yes, there was someone that really wanted to do like violence to a child and we had to keep being like, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, but like that's improv and that's, you know, you got to honor guests' choices. And yeah. No one's doing it in bad faith. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Um, this one had, a, if I remember, a very funny Batman-esque scene with like a bomb on a submarine and keep trying to get it like off the submarine. Yes, and I do re- remember that like the the back half had like very funny Acme style cartoon, cartoon violence. Yeah. In a way. Like violence is even the wrong word. The thing that it evoked in my head and maybe the thing that I was, I don't remember who brought it up, but the thing that I remember it as is that Adam West Batman thing of like Batman is carrying a cartoonish like round black bomb with a fuse and yeah. he's trying to look for a place to get rid of it. He runs to one side yes. and there's a bunch of nuns. He runs yeah. to the other side and there's like a bunch of baby ducks in the water yes. and he can't throw it away yes. there. It's like that sort of like danger. Yes, that was the vibe as as the, it became sillier and sillier. Yes. Uh, 105, Manners Etiquette Adventure with Mary Hollis and Bowden. Continuing the cast members of uh, American Princess run. Okay, great. <laughs> on, she was great. Yes. Um, Did you say Anne Bowden? Was this two guests? Uh, in Bowden is her last. Is a three three. Oh. Mary Hollis in Bowden. Yes, is, thank you. Is, is her um, name. Oh my gosh, what a great voice too. Yes, incredible voice. Um, uh, residents of a small town who confusedly try to figure out the proper way to act in social situations, including the journey of a mildly rebellious teen. Timmy and a blossoming romance between Carol and Fireman Brian. That sounds cute. That sounds like us. That sounds like some sweet coming of age. Bum, bum, bum. Meow, meow, meow. Um, okay, hold on. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do something I should have done last time, which is uh, harness the power of tabs. Okay, great. I love that. In the meantime, I'll fill by saying one of the workouts that I did was great, squats. I got it. Okay, great. How were squats? Well, I was telling Jackie we did squats in the warm up. And then one of the couplets in the in the like set was also a different type of squat. Squats are a really great workout. They're real they're hard for me because I don't have the like uh, ankle dorsiflexion flexibility for my knees to track far enough over so my heels come off the ground. <laughs> so I have to do a bunch of like m- mods. Like, mods. You got to mod that? I got to mod that. But look, I'm living that custom life all the time. So <laughs> mods mean, are not a big deal for absolutely. me. Absolutely. I know. I remember uh, our friend who was a personal trainer back in the day was like it's one of the number one things cuz it's that large muscle group so it's good for strength and also like calorie burning. But but it's, I was like, but they were already them in the warm up. I know. They were already in the warm up. They, they do come back a lot. Have you ever done that thing where you lean backwards slightly against a wall and just lift your toes up over and over again? I think they're called like tibialis raises. No. Yeah. Those feel like it should be a nothing thing. You're like, I lift my toes all the time. Do it for like more than 20 seconds. I'm doing it right now. Front, you ha- it doesn't work sitting down. Oh, okay. Um, we'll do it. We'll do it at the break. <laughs> okay. Is it, is it your back. calf that you're working? It is or the is muscle like... that goes in front of your, oh, oh, like oh, oh, under oh, your oh. knee, between your knee that, and your foot. The one that can give you shin splints? The, yes. The one that like you don't don't use mm-hmm, as much mm-hmm, as you think mm-hmm. you probably do. Episode 106 is High School Musicals, the musical with Colleen Ballinger. Oh. Now this was sort of just like a, this, what, what, what was this? So oh, it was two high schools with different levels of funding go head to head as they put on performance classes, but with a twist, but when their theater, the theater, 
teachers decide to swap. Oh my gosh, I love that. It's like a parent trap. But it the teachers two. swap in between two theaters. That's it, fun. But it checks a lot of sort of classic off-book boxes of like, oh, uh, it's um, it's theater kids doing theater stuff. I was stuff. having this realization that normally when you and I write and the origin of us writing is like for ourselves, it's mm-hmm. always like selfishly yep. where we were like, well, what could we do if Hollywood keeps saying no thank you to our auditions? And it's, it's becoming like increasingly obvious that probably if we were to write a musical, it should be like about high schoolers. Yes. And well, so look out for us to play fun teachers. That's right. Look out for us as teachers of high school students when we have managed to secure a location that we can just sort of film everything in one place, i.e. a high school. Yeah, exactly. I would watch you guys playing high schoolers though. Oh, a little pen I would, 15 I action? I would certainly watch that. Okay, yeah. thank you. Wet hot, wet hot style, yeah. Yeah, you're right. For sure. I wonder though that you're like- You're absolutely right. Yes. You're freaking right, right. Jackie. We can still, we're right. still so, we're basically 12 years old. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, episode 107, Seventh Eleven Heaven Live, Chris Red. Chris Red Live 2. This is the other one, I think, that involved like a bit more. Were these both in Texas? This one was in Austin, Texas. No, the other one was in San Francisco. Okay, this is the one I actually remember yeah. more. This is fun. This is when you and I were in a photo booth earlier that let us put a frame around our photo that said sports. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is part of Moon Tower. Chris Red's so funny. He played, I believe, like a a person like on drugs in one scene. So we like went into like a vision quest. Correct. But he was, he was steering the ship and I felt confident in his arms. Yep. Um, a, a madcap adventure. Yeah. Um, the next one is, Oh, I love this one. This is, this is also a pretty good title. Lanessa Shredder, professional sledder. Yes. With Lelon Bowden. Yes. This is great. This is, this is snow time X games. Yes. Who, with with Vanessa Shredder, who a break from your Vanessa Janessa naming? Principle. Yeah, we went to Lanessa. What I love a, it. What a huge departure. Probably because Lelon was there. Oh, yes, I was like, hmm, L. I can now put L in front of this thing I do all <laughs> the time. But this was just like, um, this was our Johnny Tsunami era. Yes, it's just like a bunch of I think like people on a mountain. I do love like ski and snowboard stories. We love it. Like, we love a ski lodge. Yeah. It's like, it is a sort of good, like. It's a fun specific. The backdrop is fun. Is this one where maybe there was like a volcano, an imminent volcano eruption involved? That feels like it tracks. Yeah. Like we, we realize, oh no, we're, we're skiing on Vesuvius. I've been working on the volcano slash save the mountain is a thing here. There you yes, go. There you go. Okay. Yeah. A, a villain volcano lair is, uh, it's a villain and a classic. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think minions are involved in this one, man. I don't wouldn't know. be surprised. Yeah. Oh, Zach Marsh on the keys. Great job, Zach Marsh. Love him. Next is uh, one oh nine. Every Have place. Have you I- ever met a cutier boy? No. And I. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Not cuter. A cutier. He's a, the, he's a cutie. He's such a cutie pie. He's also a handsome man. He's simultaneously a handsome man and a cutie pie. Yes, yes, yes. His vibe com- combined with his traditionally handsome look. He's a nice boy. He's a nice. Boy. He's a good boy. He's such a good boy. Um. Also, good boys, Ross Bryan and Nick Mandernock. Oh, is this, this is the second Every Place I Cry? Every Place I Cry Returns. Okay. Hell Every yeah. Place I Cry Returns is maybe the zombie one. I don't, again, zombie is not a name in any of the titles, so we could be wrong. Yeah. What I know for sure is that this one, I believe, ended with like 
This one built otter lore for the band that we like ignored. It got like high magic and like you were a vampire. It's like a ghost horse that shows up at one point. Yeah, in like time. in the world where we've tried several times to sell Epic as a TV show or uh-huh. Everybody's a Cry as a TV show. And we can say like, there's actually an episode you can listen to to get the vibe. We don't send this we one. We don't send them this one. Because it's, like, <laughs> right. it's very fun, but we're like, this would not be the world. It would be much more spinal it, tap and vibe. It, it introduces a lore that's much crazier. Yes. Now, would we put that in the show? I don't know, but we're not going to sell the show with that. Either. Yeah. Um, would that be the season four twist? Of course. Obviously it would. But is it in the five page pitch deck? No. <laughs> no. We're racing. 110. Keeping pace with pace with the cooties. Oh, fun. Okay, so this cooties. Is the wolves of, this is two-thirds of the Wolves of Glendale pre-Wolves of Glendale. Yes. The Cooties. Um, um, this, is a, this is a fun episode. That, oh, I love this one. This is summer camp, right? Yes, it's a yeah. summer camp. It features uh, a, a pretty um, big mega mix of existing songs, I believe. Like They real also, lot of, like, three really strong singers. So really some fun musical choices I remember yep and um I love summer camp as a setting yes it's I mean we I'm literally this. wearing a t-shirt about my summer camp right now yeah well, which you, is a very fun shirt for me because it's a crossover because it says Camp Bravo off book since 1995 wow so what can, they, can Camp Bravo sue us <laughs> can we sue them this yeah, why am I thinking that way? <laughs> We've already talked about so many of the people that can sue us for doing this podcast. We don't talk nearly enough yeah. about the people that we should Off sue. Off book is, is not their is not their catchphrase. No, it's they not. do a different it's our title. They do phrase. a catchphrase every year for a shirt. Their original one is "Elevate Your Talent" because it's in the mountains. Ooh, mm. and then in in parentheses it says to six thousand five hundred feet to be exact. Whoa. Not on the shirt, but on the okay. website. Whoa. Uh, a, a detail: the bunks at this in this episode are named after bands. So, like oh. you played Kelly in the ACDC. Oh, because it's a rock camp. Yes, yes, you were in the Sticks bunk. I was in the Matchbox Twenty bunk. Hell <laughs> like, yes. These are. This is yeah. Dan Wessels on the keys. Hello, Dan Wessels. Also a nice boy. Also a nice boy. Wonderful pianist. Um. If Camp Rock didn't already exist, I'd say, let's just fucking do this I one. Think we have to do this one and then sue Camp Rock for stealing our ideas. <laughs> one thing about the HVG and Chi is I like to put the small rice in it, but sometimes the small rice gets through the sipper. They come right through the sipper at the top of that. Now you got a mouthful of And then I life. can't talk. <laughs> it's right on the teethies. Right on the teethies. Uh, episode 111, Avengers Infinity Monopoly Company War. Ben <laughs> Seaman. <laughs> um, this is maybe the input, the, uh, the, the like seed for uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> and I think it was like, Ben is so funny. He's such an incisive comedian. He's and he funny. has like, he is like, he's in the opposite of you. He speaks like fluent pop culture. Correct. Like he, his like dominion is pop. Yeah. Dirty pop, thick and out of, sorry, I just wanted to reference mm-hmm. another sync song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm, I remember there being like a big boardroom confrontation. I want to say Spider-Man's in it because we love to put Spider-Man in things. Well, yeah, he's the best. That's the, if that's the, yep, Spider-Man, super rope man, go, go, goat, sweet, sweet sheep, the Hulk, <laughs> Zeus man, Go go goat is very good. He, thank you. Heavy heavy horse. <laughs> Groot is in it. Good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that checks out. Yep. All good. Um, a hot dog in what's his name's court. 
Uh, okay, this is episode 112 with Stephen Foster, Rod Damer, and Chuck Pelletier. This is an example of three sweeties being booked on a podcast they did not understand. Yes, they, I believe, were the creative team behind a musical called like The, the Green, Green Book. Room, or The Green Room. Something like that. Yeah. Green Room makes more sense than Green Book. Very, very sweet. Uh, but this was... And like down to play and try their best, but I do not think knew what they were signing correct. up for. And then there were also three of them. So we were like, okay, that's 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 tricky. But I think definitely, definitely an example of first half, back half. Like in the break, they were like, huh. And we were like, you're doing great. And, and they then like, they were oh, like, okay. okay. Yeah. And then I do you remember you and I just sort of like both initiating a thousand group scenes because we'd be like, and now we're all nights of the round table. Just to get everyone Just in Just get there. everyone in there. People feel less uh, nervous. Of course, yeah. With the team. Okay, I think this next episode is really going to crack this whole thing open for us. Episode 113, Switched Off Book. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I really loved doing this. This was a great episode. If you haven't listened to this one, this is where we, we, uh, we did a collab episode with... Switched on pop. Switched on pop, where they sort of break down pop songs and they broke down sort of our whole form. Yeah. Um, so it, it is sort of us saying our creative process while we're doing it in between making up songs. Great podcast. I um, mean, their their podcast is a great podcast. Yes. Really, really smart musicologists and like musicians. And, and then, very good and like really good musicians. Yes. And, and very songs. smart about music. And, Nate Sloan and Charlie Harding. Yes. Thank you. And um then they played with us at the end for like one little bluegrassy song, which really I remember fun. really loving. Yeah, really fun. Charlie Not useful went, for this particular prop. Charlie went to high school with my college roommate, Tracy. Whoa. That was not how we connected. It was just like happenstance. Episode. Oh, this is a live. It doesn't say it's a live one, but I think it is a live one. No, it for sure is. Billionaires and Future Children with Carl Tart. Del Close Marathon, Los Angeles. It had to have been live. Oh, yeah. It was in, in the Inner, Inner Sanctum. Sanctum. Yeah. Um, Rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, that one Del Close that was in LA. Um, yeah. That was absolutely not the same vibe. Absolutely. Um, but, I mean, Carl, always hysterical. This um, one had really strong socialism vibes, which I think do carry on into some other musicals later. Definitely. Um, I don't remember anything about this except for... That it was very fun. The live show we shoot forward to the year 2042, where children have all the power in the world. Well, it's known to find out how three adult billionaires and three young adults with a boot company, two teens and a mall security guard, then a mulligan, deal with this crazy power imbalance. I remember it being fun. You'll remember this one, episode 115, A Gay Rock. <laughs> Matt Rogers. Yes. This one's also Dan Wrights and Sarah Mullins. It's live in New York City. At uh, Bell House? I think this was a bell house, yeah. That was a very fun show. This is a great show where, like, I mean, Zach and I, like, you know, want to take care, take care and be thoughtful. Mm -hmm. And Matt started doing a thing where he was just like, I'm gay and I want to fuck. And we kept being like, but also not all, like, I don't know why you and I, I maybe probably mostly me, whereas I was like, and, and he was just like, nope, all I care about is fucking. And I was like, okay, great. Yeah. If you want to sing that, let's do it, buddy. Let's do it. Matt Rogers, a dream. A it was treat. great. It was fun. But there is like a, but that was another time where he fully stood up and took down stage and was like, and I just want to fuck. He's, he's a performer. He's such a he's performer. He's going to perform. Yeah. Put a microphone in his hand. He's on he a stage really in front of an audience. Laugh. He's going to stand up and perform. He really makes me laugh. But yeah, the, I'm not unique in that. This, you know, every, everyone, <laughs> if you're Matt, Matt Rogers, what's not to love? Um, but yes, 
this one's in space again. Yes. Uh, find the uninhabitable, the inhabited planet they call Earth Three, in a separate quest to find Gay Rock Lieutenant Stone, his true love. Good names. Next one, one sixteen. Look who's talking to you. Paul F. Tompkins, Nicole Parker, Conan O'Brien. That's a little bit of a lie. <laughs> yes. Conan walked in and everyone got confused and he sang for one second and then he left. Yes. I remember when he was there for the day, there was like a whole conspiracy of like, can we trick Conan O'Brien into actually doing this podcast? I feel like Dana had a scheme for a while where she would sometimes like let the door to the control room be open. Because he was in there at Earwolf recording his show all yes. the time. So yes. we were just like, if we surely if we'll hears, be able to siren song him in here. If he hears this whimsy, he'll have to join. Um, <laughs> But this is where I make known actually my husband's theory that all children should just be dressed in sacks until they're like two. <laughs> Listen, it would make it easier for the parents. Yeah, he's like, why are we getting them cute little outfits? And by sacks, he just means simple onesies. Yeah. He's just like, just get those little sack ones. Until they're how old? Like two. Like yeah. as, as long as you're still doing diaper changes. Right. He's like. It should be in a sack. It should be in a sack. Like, what are we talking about? Why are we, why are we even messing with these cute little pants? For, for the shoes. Parent, for the parents, yeah. right? They don't want to wear shoes. Yeah. They actively don't want to wear shoes. And their little feet are very soft. Like, have you ever seen how squishy they are? I've seen how squishy the The top feet is are. full squish. <laughs> <laughs> like their head as well. Yeah, like it doesn't want to go in a shoe. It's squish. Baby helmets that sort of shape their heads different. Is, I feel like I didn't see it all, and now I see all the time. I see them all the time, too. Yeah, I think we just got more aware that we can... It's not... I think it's... Uh, also, I don't know if it's... Sometimes it's um, from, like, if your birth had to have, like, an intervention, like... Um, forceps. Forceps or a little vacuum to the head. Yeah. I just want to reset that dome. Great. Listen, <laughs> let's set all of our little heads up for success, but all heads are beautiful. Yeah. Skating Unlimited, 117, with Aaron Whitehead. This is a roller rink. A roller rink birthday party following the stories of a septuplet acting out. Oh, my god! this is, like, another kid's party at, like, a thing. Yeah. This one was really fun. Aaron's remember, so funny. Septuplets, that's funny. Yeah, Aaron's great. Um, someone's name, uh, Christine Wallflower, uh, DJ Deep Truths is a character that you played. This is, I have to imagine the roller rink announcer who is yep. just sort of like, <laughs> really, he's really keeping it way more real than a roller They're rink. They're probably like, Hey kid, if you're not ready to hold hands, don't worry. That's the thing that we do a lot also is that we have sort of like overt messaging of like acceptance and stuff from characters that normally do not give that sort of advice. Yeah. Yeah. We give morality to like walk on characters, which yeah. I feel like is the right level. Not like deep morality, just like slow, like, Hey, just like, doing hey okay. you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which we love. Okay. Uh, 118, Barn of Darkness with uh, Paul Saboran. Oh, okay. So we recently had a fan make a video of top his ranking his top 30 songs. Yes. Thank you, by the way, so much for making it. It was really video. cool. It's a very well-made video and very sweet and took a lot of time. So it was very, very sweet. But one of his songs was from this episode. So it was like... Uh, it was so I know what this episode is about. Okay, it's like um, there are real monsters, but the city council is like, oh no, Halloween is here. It's about to be so scary. Are we gonna put a candle in a jack o' lantern, <laughs> like in a pumpkin? But they're all monsters. But the, no, they're not monsters. Oh, they're like, okay. oh, it's gonna be too scary. And then meanwhile, there's like a vampire who, who's like 
getting into real shit. Lying low. Yeah. The, okay. the city council's like, how did we let it sneak up on us? The song that he pulled that he liked is, is it the spooky month, which he says is one of his favorite Halloween songs. Yeah, it's halfway through. It's at 30 seconds. It's 30 minutes and 56 seconds. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, when he, when it played, I really took it as the opening. Anyway, half of Paul and Storm. Very funny. Very, yes. very, very good uh, match for the pod. Yes. Excellent. Uh, episode 119, Lord of the Stops, Fellowship of the Pots with Oscar <laughs> Montoya. This is oh, a weird Lord of the Rings. This is one that we almost lost. I feel like this was audio that had to be saved. Yes, we had like corrupted audio on this uh -huh. one, and, oh and Brett had to like do some sort of do his magic. Wizardry. Brett did wizardry for the Lord of the Rings episode. You shall not crash again. From a long line of the Stop family business, Stephen Stop suddenly gets pulled into a mirror world where he's destined to save the dimension. Tasked with forming a fellowship, he meets the Reflection family of Pots, who aid him in a fantastical journey. Sounds like us. I feel like there was really fun Lord of the Rings mapping, like in not too prescriptive of a way, but in a way that made us probably like, especially the finale really fun. Yeah. We do love a Lord of the Rings-ish story. We love a fantasy. We love a quest. We love a quest. And I freaking love a fellowship. Man, there aren't enough modern day fellowships. How many fellowships Say are that. you in? Jackie, are Say you in that. any fellowships? I can't name one. Yeah, I'm not in do a single. Do you want to be in this one? Yeah. Okay, great. We're, great. In, we're in the, the we're in a fellowship. And I will give now. you my gin. And my volume. <laughs> what are you I bringing? Oh, no. They're all things my from the high volume ice. gin. And yes. yes. Ice queen. Ice queen. 120. Creeps. Thieves and Things with Wings with Drew Tarver, Dan Lippert, and John Mackey. Oh. This has a song in it that gets stuck in my head all the time. Big Grande Satan on the pod. doesn't oh, but have a car. God has a car. It's a really cool car. <laughs> but not Ryan Rosenberg? Couldn't make it? Ryan Rosenberg couldn't make this one. Okay, sorry. But there, that's probably mostly big. It's most of Big Grande. It's most of Big Grande. And it features a song, Satan doesn't have a car. God has a car. It's a really cool car. <sighs> I love it. I don't know, like, this in my head all the time. Oh, we do a surprise. We do a reprise of it at the end. I guess I loved it even then. That's great. Um, what was this one about? Who knows? Big Grony's crazy. This was so much fun. A musical packed with a hospital full of creeps, little larceny girls, <laughs> birds, perverts. <laughs> no birds. Oh, oh, I thought you said perverts. I was no. like, wow, we really little went larceny there? girl, birds, and more. Okay, great. Um. Little Larceny Ladies. <laughs> These are all Halloween episodes. We must have been doing like a Halloween month or something. Anyway, the next episode is 121, Home Heart Makeover Edition with Matt Jones. This was a really fun one. Oh, man. This was an HGTV episode. Yeah, I forgot we had Matt Jones on. Yeah, it was great. So Beautiful funny. voice, yeah. too. Uh, Matt Jones, two precious kids help their down on his life neighbor by getting him into an HGTV yes, show meant to renovate his home and his show. heart. Yes. yes, yes. By the way, HGTV, this is a good Yes, premise. this is a trope where we sometimes like come up with an actually good idea for a reality show specifically. That's right. Where we're like, wait, why aren't we, why aren't we like making over kitchens and then being like, now have a date here? 
Yeah, why aren't we billionaires from HGTV for things like this? I don't know. It's, it's like a queer eye situation. You're yes. right. Like a multiple yeah. parts of your life. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. I really, re- I remember really liking this one. I remember really thinking like, oh, this is a strong story one. Some, mm-hmm. some of them like are stronger, comedically stronger, musically. But, I some, remember, of, but like, some of them do go fully off the rails and this one does not. It's more like this is a story that we can follow. Right. Is, the, is that one that you would like to revisit? Yeah, I, I feel like that is one where I are, like, are you keeping a list of revisiting ones? Jackie. Jackie. Yeah, I'll revisit this one. This next one is called Chicago is Nice, episode 122 with the band Mermaid. Um, I do uh, not, the, 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 here, let me find there. It's Brittany. Brittany Campbell. Brittany Campbell. And Can, uh, Candace Quarles. Yes. Well, we pulled both of those out without looking them up. Yeah, well, I follow them both. I love them. I love Mermaid. Their voices are insane. Their songwriting is great. Their music is so, so pretty. They're so talented. Brittany wrote some music for uh, Rise of the Pink Ladies. Um, yes, she did. Yeah, they're they're both so talented. They uh, they were members of like the Hamilton cast. And uh, I don't remember anything about the content of this musical. It takes place like, entirely in Chicago. They were in the Chicago cast. Right. So I feel like... Uh, we were just trying to like give a layup of specifics, but the founder of Groupon is a character. Yes, every other Groupon used to be set in Chicago. There was a time where all my friends in Chicago worked at Groupon. Here's and I think they were like same. Mr. Attenborough, weirdly not David Attenborough, sure. but Mr. Attenborough is a character. Also characters Wolf, Wolf 2, Wolf 3, and Wolf 4. Good. Can you believe that we would do a musical with a bunch of wolves in it? Nope. Nope. Oh, please follow Mermaid the band on. Instagram or, or, you know, and then Spotify. follow both of them. So yeah. Listen to their music. It's great. Hey, by the way, remember how we like to put the name word destiny in the names of our musicals. Here's one that I forgot about destiny TBD with Zeke Nicholson. This is episode one, two, three in a world with strange naming conventions and arguably even stranger trio of strict leaders. A young man must find his way and his name. Yes. This is like a cool YA dystopian story where you're like, like, like the giver or like maze runner where it's like, you must go and you must find your name. Yeah. I think he does. Um, yes. In this world, we are all Abel Adam, but you do not fit your name. What is your name? Like, it's yeah, you very- play a character called Derek Rattlesnake. Sure. Um, Sounds right. <laughs> also turtle number two and rabbit number two and bullfrog. Good. And sells plantains. <laughs> I, I play someone that. named Jason Ruins the Mood and Jason Derulo. <laughs> Good. Uh, Kelly gives directions and Kelly loves to be honest. This is a, yeah. Yeah. Episode, I think Zeke mm. loves playing women as much as I love playing teen boys. Zeke's women are excellent. Yeah. I, th- I think Zeke... No. No shade. Like no, no, I think, no, he, think like, he he's so shade. good at it. It's 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 really good. He yeah. has the his energy is just incredible. I, I think none none better than in the one that's only rocks. It's like minerals. It's late. It's a way later. But in moms, he's the lead mom. That's right. Like he's really good at playing. Like I'm a especially. I mean, I feel like we all play like a gaggle of like teen or early 20s women right and that's that matching is really fun but i feel like zeke plays like a beautiful grounded 45 year old woman you know in the same <laughs> that way that sort of makes sense because zeke's real life mom is great oh my gosh so smart incredible professor i know i still a memory with him with him still haunts me where i ran she was watching some of his shows at del close marathon when it was in new york mm-hmm. and i was chatting with him afterwards but i was trying to like figure out where my friends were gonna eat and i was like i'm oh, sorry i had this opportunity to like chat with your mom and i was on my phone the whole time 
Listen, we only get one shot sometimes. I know. Talk I've never met your, her since. She probably still friend. thinks about it. I know. It's super rude. Every day. Yeah. If you ever get a chance, talk to your friend's moms. You don't yeah. know when you're going to get to do it the next <laughs> you time. You don't. Like, she lives on the East Coast. When am I going to see her? 124. Four people who decided to eat food with Jimmy Pardo Oh, Elliot Hotchberg. This is a Thanksgiving this episode. This is a Thanksgiving episode. It takes place all in one cul-de-sac, and it's, it's very great. fun. It's great. It's got like cranberry sauce discussion. It's like small story interlocking, like who's bringing what. Le- lim- limited space, high drama. Yep. Loved it. Is that also one you'd like to revisit? You it's like got, a small story. We do. Yeah. I think it's got, yeah, absolutely. I think it's got like the bones of things that we like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that is the things that we like about it, that it's like small, it's personal. It's like, I also like musicals that are like today's the day. You know, like, do we have enough musicals that are about, like, one day? One day. Mm -hmm. One day, one night. Takes place in real time. Yeah, like, real-ish time. You know, like... We have one of those that is just the two of us that I I think of a lot, which is the one where we get locked inside and, like, a snow... Hmm. Like a blizzard. Oh, doorbell vibes is from that. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that stuff. Something like, like that. There's a little time jumps, but it's mostly like you're mm-hmm. watching one day. Mm-hmm. Speaking of four people who decided Mock try uh, object, uh, we object to fear. Object to fear takes place over the course of like a week or something. It's like very. Oh, is it all one day? Yeah, it's the. Oh, party. it's the potluck. Yeah, you're right. Speaking of four people who decided to eat food, it, we are at one episode 124. Where do we say we were going to get to? 125. Okay. Well, 125, we forgot about Helium live. Paul F. Tompkins, guest accompanist, uh, Jacob Russell Snyder. This is at... Outside Lands. Outside Lands. What a fun show this was. I don't remember anything about this show, but this is just a time when we'll give you some BTS memories that this is where we saw Paul Simon. He played a song called Wristband. We opened for Paul Simon. And in that, on a different stage, we were right before Paul Simon. And he played a song that none of us had heard before called Wristband. Wristband. Gotta get a... I'm standing outside a club trying to get into this club. And the guy says, you gotta have a wristband. Wristband. (laughs) You need a wristband. That was such a fun weekend. That was the weekend I realized Brett and Dana were dating, but they weren't telling us yet. Brett's whole family was there and I was like Spoilers, don't think these vibes are passing by me. Yeah, we know that you're dating and I you have been for years and now you have a house together. I know you're dating. Um, it was a very fun weekend. That was a very fun festival. Yeah, sure was. This was a new musical packed with scientists, business people at Johnson & Johnson a family company. Adult band-aids and songs like we forgot about helium stop some of our business and be creative. Scientists. We do yeah. scientists a lot. We do. And I think we usually do it as a preface for like some sort of science fiction yeah. book. Yeah. Like we're going to break off and go over here now. And we are going to break <laughs> off and go order food real quick because as you know, this is the dinner, dinner and, and drinks, drinks episode. <laughs> so we'll be right back. We're rolling. And we're back. Jackie, the wiki has a what now? The wiki has a recurrent joke section. Uh-oh. Apparently. Let me see how many of them I can guess. Um, one second. I just closed out of it. It's coming. Okay. You mentioned Go. it, but okay. Uh, doing the wicked rift at the end of the songs. Did you want to talk about my friend that way? Jessica plays a character that makes people wait while she types. Uh, Woodbert the Frog. Bunch of bears. Are you saying we're wrong or it's loaded? None of these are here. Read None the list. None of these are here. <laughs> um, companies... List of companies with grounds sue to sue off book. We've yeah. talked about that in this very episode. Uh, cover songs. Sure. Horse facts. Sure. Horse facts is an old one. Yeah. We got away from horse facts. And then Nintendo references. Hmm. I guess Pikachu does show up and Mario shows up a lot. Um, list of real people portrayed on off book. Oh, sure. Cool. Okay. 
And then the last one is people in the studio. Oh, who's in the studio? Karate Bird. Karate Bird. Male person Stacy. Yes. And there was a weightlifter. But I don't think they they didn't stick stick around. Oh, who's the weightlifter? There was like an old timey strong man. <laughs> an old timey strong man. Was it was it a was it a pun on Scott Passerell? It was like Barber Barbell. No, there was just like a there was a time where we were like there are other people here like Barbell Man, Barbell Dan, but we never talk about him. Um, Look, every studio has an engineer a producer, a bird that does karate, a male person, an old-timey weightlifter. That's just the biz. Yeah, that's the biz. Speaking of the biz, how about episode 126 called Cincinnati? Robin Lord Taylor. Yes. The penguin himself. Yes. This one is another quest episode that like it's about Cincinnati, but it's actually like involves like unicorns. Cincinnati has like a deep magic hole. Yes. So it's another like <laughs> when a couple Ryan and Dermot are whisked away by a unicorn to save the magical filled town, magic filled town of Cincinnati, Ohio. Now I feel like I'm cheating because I did watch that whole video about our 30 songs. That's not cheating. But That's this great. had a song. He pulled a song from this that uh, was about Tom Bombadil, where we reveal that the unicorn is responsible for giving all fantasy writers the the kernel of their idea, and the phoenix gives them the dumb part. Like, you sing this whole thing of like, and I gave him Tom Bombadil. (laughs) Stupid. So it's like a hero's journey, and we meet characters who are like in charge of incepting humans with hero's journeys. You have a quote, and I wish that I could name the person that made this fan art, but they made fan art of a quote that you said, which I believe is the line is, if Tom Bombadil were a real man, I would kiss him. <laughs> <laughs> That's from a later episode. Oh, okay. Where we, we just re- love to talk about Tom Bombadil. Yes, I think it's like a pandemic ver- uh, era one. Okay. Um, but yes, uh, this is one where you talk about how you gave uh, Tolkien the re- the idea for, for Tom, Tom Bombadil. Bombadil. Yeah. And then you extrapolate that every weird idea is a Bombadil. Oh, okay. A Bombadil. Yeah. That's a useful shorthand. Yeah. Um, Love Tom Bombadil, but he is a bit of a, like, he's a tangent, you know? Are you big uh, L-O-T-R? Uh, I, I read it when I was younger and I don't remember a single thing from it, which a, is strange, what right? A cool way Do you remember him. Tom Bombadil? No. Okay. Why would you? He's just like the forest lord with his boots and he's not in the movies at all. Yeah. Um, which wouldn't matter to you because you, cool girl, only read the books. <laughs> I, I did watch the movies. The movies are so good. I honestly love them so much. I gotta yeah. watch them again. You uh, you watched them more recently than I. You gotta watch the full four hour version of Return of the King. <laughs> this is interesting. Episode 126.5. Huh. Huh. A happy Paul F. Day's bonus is a bonus episode features Paul F. Tompkins in this musical, Creature on the Wing, we follow sweet flight attendant Carolyn. Oh. She deals with passengers, pilots, and pets. There's huskies on a plane. Wait, no, wait. Did we have a time where we got like the time wrong and we had to do like a very short episode or something? Mm. But we did, this is the year that we did Happy Paul F Days where every episode in December featured Paul. Yes, so I do play the owner of 12 huskies in this one, so I am right. There's, uh, there's... Not the first? Huskies not in the this last. Line. Not the first, not the last. This episode is 54 minutes long. It's not a short one. I wonder why it's a half episode. I guess a... Truly a bonus. Truly a bonus. But why would we have numbered it that way? No idea. No one knows. Next is Flamingo All the Way, which is our annual Christmas episode with Paul F. Tompkins and Nicole Parker. Oh, so is this not Paul F. Tompkins, Paul F. Days? Uh, I think it would be. It would be also part of it. They all had Paul in them at some point. I know, but some... I think we ended with the one with Nicole and we didn't just run up four. 
Well, oh yeah, this is episode 127. Fleming, I guess we'll find out. When we yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> I love this one. This is about uh, if you're good, you get shrimp and there's a flamingo. <laughs> Look, we love Christmas. We love flamingos. Yeah. We love a flamingo. I mean, Oh, Little Town of Doggywood is the best one, but this might be my second favorite Great. Christmas episode. I believe it. You also play a poison dart frog in this one. That's very good. Good. Um, okay. Um, Tales from a Cozy Cabin. Okay, never mind. It's 128. Because it must be post. It's like New Year's. This one is released on December 23rd. What the? Actual and it is Paul F. Tompkins. All right, this is Paul F. Days. This is this is Happy Paul F. I don't understand this release schedule. It must have had to do with Nicole's schedule. Yes, this um, is a weird way to do it. Yeah, this is the we all agree it should have ended with the one with Paul and Nicole together. Yeah, um, and this is him telling Christmas tales. Yeah, is the um. I think we're like in a cozy three, cabin. Three storytellers. Yes. There's three, three storytellers who weave together their individual stories about three siblings in a coal mine, coal mine, a village of dirt people, and a big robot change-a-trons. So I guess Transformers. Typical holiday themes. Yep. Sounds good. Um, and that is, I guess, the end of, how, of Paul F. Days because the yeah. next episode. We usually burn like a live episode over the New Year's break because we're, we're not here. Yeah. So 129. Is this a live episode? Wait, but it says the guests are. It is, but it doesn't make. Okay. This says is the 129. The guests here, good old fashioned porch song live. It says the guests are Nathan Jansen and Paul F. Tompkins. Now, I know that, for a fact that Paul F. Tompkins was not at that show. I know what happened. Please, what happened? Because we wanted to wanted it to be Paul F. Days. I think he, like, did an intro or an exit, or he did, like, we put a segment from him on this live episode with Nathan Jansen. Yes. The Nathan Jansen episode's from Chicago. He's our friend from Baby Wants Candy. There's a Paul F. Days bonus song. That's what you'll say next year. Yeah. So we just tagged it. We made it a Paul F. Days thing. Yeah. Because it released on December 30th. Right. Okay. There you go. We've solved it. I loved this one. This you have an ongoing joke in this one. one that is who is Kyle, I believe. <laughs> right? Is that yeah. this show? Yeah. Who is Kyle? I believe. There's this is about like uh budgets for school. Would um, you believe that song is not in this one? Okay, then that must have been just the two of us in the same in the other in episode. Chicago episode. Okay, never mind. Yes, this is we're just like two. I think somewhat horny question mark later ladies on a porch. Yes, yes. These were two shows in one night. That's why we got confused. Okay, okay, okay. We had okay, one okay. guestless and one with our friend Nathan. Nathan did a very funny thing here where we saw him backstage and he was wearing total, totally normal clothes, and then we came out and we introduced him like two seconds later. And by the time he came out, he was wearing what I can only describe as the most insane outfit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it had a cape. He had a cape. He had big glasses. He had like different pajama pants on. This was an excellent Nathan Jansen joke. Nathan Jansen, an incredibly talented, funny man. I yes. love him so much. Um, when you say ladies on a porch, does that is that the whole, that's the whole? The whole episode, I think it is a mono scene on a porch. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's a that's a small location. Small location. Small location okay. Simple simple story. Oh, total. Uh, Hunter Brown and Adam Stein are our guests for this on keys and drums, respectively. Great. Knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Really good. So great. Um, okay. I have a, I have a small, stupid BTS memory from that, Do from it. those live shows, which is that we took photos with fans afterwards. And there was, um, there was a person there who had 
such an obvious crush on you and he was so nervous to take a photo and his friend was like just go up there and you know you and me are standing together taking photos with anyone who's in line and his friend said to me not you oh my God. and I was like well at least take the group photo like I don't need to be like kicked out of the photo because he has a crush on Zach oh my god Oh, it doesn't make either of us feel good when one of us gets kicked out. Yeah, it stuck with me. Person in Chicago who yeah. was not an off-book fan was just a friend of a person who... And the to the other guy's credit, he was like, no, it's fine. I, I obviously want them all. But can I stand by Zach? You know, it was like, you know what I mean? Because I saw what was happening and I was like, come up, come up. And I even like made it so that he oh would be standing by you for the you photo. You were facilitating I and you was, got And then this out. like eager friend was like, not you. And I was like, I... We'll remember this for years. And this, this was slight. after the show. Correct. They had seen you perform. Yes. yes. And they knew that you were, you were equally great. a part of this. Correct. Yes. We're a duo. We're taking <laughs> photos with everyone. <laughs> so funny. Yes. If you think that we, the performers on stage, have like nerves of steel for, and it allows us to like ignore slights, we do not. We remember them all. No, this is years <laughs> later. And I remember exactly how I felt when I was like, I'm not getting out of my own photo call. Absolutely not. Ridiculous. Especially um, when you were facilitating. I know. Again. Yeah. I was like, crop it if you must. <laughs> like, I'm and not going to get it. Crop it and never tell me. Yeah. That's my point. Yes. I'm like, if you need a photo of you and Zach. Which, by the way, you don't. But also, like, you can have it. Just crop it like a normal person. Yeah. I'm so going funny. to position myself in such a way that that's possible. Again, not the fan, the not, fan's friend. Not the fan, yeah. fan's friend. The friend didn't know. And he was being so sweet, but he was, it was. But he, the friend didn't know. That's me giving the friend the benefit of the doubt. The friend <laughs> he didn't might need know. to say it to me. Don't say, oh, the not to you. He didn't need to say, not you. Not you. I was you. like, you're at my show. No actor wants to hear the words, not not you. We just want and to actually, not a little call. further out, you're and kind keep, of ruining And keep this. going. And keep going. And keep going. Could you actually take the picture? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh gosh. I would have perished. <laughs> but not at episode 130, the private school bus with Jackie Tone. Oh, I love Jackie Tone. Yeah. This one has. So talented. She's incredible. I don't remember a damn thing about this. I do. Oh, There's great. a song where we're all spinning around with our dicks out <laughs> or something. Or at Good. least I am. I don't know about the two of you. Good. I think it's a very sexually liberated episode. Good. That seems right. Um, driver's ed teacher in a polycule. <laughs> teacher in a polycule. Superintendent in a polycule. Great. Yes. This we is we a, had all just learned the term polycule. We <laughs> sure did. There's also a Build-A-Bear involved. Um, not the first time. Not the not first the time, not the last time. Episode 131, the puppet formerly known as Prince with Sarah Kaplan. What is this one about? So, um, Sa incredible singer, Sarah Kaplan. Yes. This one is inside the eccentric royal family of the kingdom of Squelch. Heads, but yes. relationships okay. turn sour. It's up to the court philosopher and a puppet show to relieve tension. So, like, Very this funny. is one of the ones that, like, the puppet show is, like, is the, the, is the teaching she, moment at the end. That, yes. like, it's very um, Hamlet in that yeah, way. Yeah, play within a play. Yeah, yes. very play, play within a play. play. Very and fun. another one that takes place in, like, a fantasy. Yes. Uh, I was thinking modern day royals, but this is old this, court. This is this is old court, Love yes. It. Which makes sense because Sarah is in my D and D group. Yeah. Um. Great. Are you aware? One thirty two. With Lacey Mosley. <laughs> I remember this one being really fun. I have no idea recollection of what it was about. Yeah. Um. um 
After a generous donation from a couple participating in a scam, there you go. Oh my gosh, scam, a, scam goddess must have just launched. And yes. so, because it feels very pulled from the convo at the top. Absolutely. Marine biologists, again, scientists, Candace and her lab idling cousins have finally the funds to finish developing their project, a device that allows humans to understand turtles. Mm. Not to be confused with with Hang On Collider, our other scientist musical with frogs in it. Yes. This one's turtles. Turtles, turtles. and marine, like sea turtles sounds like. Yes. It's I probably think. like a turtles all the way down. Probably like turtles have deep wisdom, we which they do. We love turtles. There's a turtle tower in Fear of the Ocean later as well. Yeah. There you go. Turtles. There's only so many ideas. There's only like six and we use them all a lot. Um... <laughs> Get ready. 133, Scott Ackerman. <laughs> In the name of love, the musical Logan Actually. Whoa. Our third Love Actually title. I don't think I remembered that Ackerman was on a solo time besides paints that, you know, not freedom, here's, not on the here's finale. What we'll, I just glanced at something on the thing that made me remember it. You ready? Love is a finite resource. People will be taken if they use too much of it. The years 22, 24. Oh, fine. Um, cyber scientists are scrambling to figure out a solution. Signs point to a mysterious cave where U2 vocalist Bono has dwelled for hundreds of years. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, Eric Calver on the drums for this one. Boom, doom, ba -doom, boom. Ready? Huskies are coming back. 134, yes. Husky Hullabaloo. I love this one. Vicky Vox. Love this Great one. Great episode. Vicky Vox, she just absolutely dove into this show and was yes. like, absolutely killed it. Oh my gosh. Went like, was like, what is this? Got it. And was so, so good. Yes. Huskies find a brochure and know what Epcot is. <laughs> yes. They're, they're like, I did her odd dogs that they actually, they find a magical place to run away. I to. loved this one. Me too. Um, episode 135, deep thought quest with Carl Tart. Three wow. legal siblings venture off on a journey to reach the mystics on the top of a mountain. I vaguely remember this. On their quest, they deal with riddle trolls, creatures, and their guardian, Kevin, who is slowly coming up after them. Yes. Did you say legal siblings? Yeah, like I think we're not biological siblings. They're legal siblings. Sure, sure. Yeah, we've all been like uh, adopted. Adopted. This seems like a thing that we would have like, someone would have just meant to say adopted, but someone probably actually said like, these are my legal siblings. <laughs> and we just said that over and over again. Yeah, I feel podcast. like I'm picturing a situation like Angels in the Outfield where there's a very sweet foster mom who has like, who who has like several children in her care and then is like, actually I'm going to adopt all of you. And so they become brothers for real. Yeah. Um, I thought that I was thinking in my head that like wheats or grain were a part of it. And there's a song called boots, milk, oats. I think oats were a big part yeah, of I it. Yeah. I think it's like, what are you, it's that riddle of like, what are you bringing on this journey? <laughs> right. Which I recently brought up one other, like very recently. Oh Yeah. My name is, and I'm bringing this. That was in uh, the, one of our the last The Oregon episodes. Trail, yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That old camp icebreaker. A great game. 136, Shuffle Off to Buffalo with Giovanni. Oh, yeah. This is Giovanni's first appearance. Um, this has a song about ranch. This has a song about ranch. And it yes. being sexy. This might be Giovanni's only off-book show. She's done both play, play it by, by ears. ears. Yeah. Shuffle Off to Buffalo has some great raps in it, if I recall. Yeah. Which is a thing that we haven't talked about but you and I, when we started writing together, we 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 dipped into the hip hop uh, so well many years ago. I know it's been it's been over a decade now, friend, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, 
Yeah. Three decades? Well, I would say wow. like a decade this year, but that's not true. Some of it started in 2012. I just remember 2013 is when we made our self-produced Animal Rhymes sketch pilot. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. That meant that there were interconnected sketches where there was a runner where in the background there was some sort of animal rhyme, like a wig and a pig. Or a whale sale. Or there's a, a whale sale. sale. A, a sale, sale on, on whales. whales. This That's is really lovely. good comedy. This is a moose masseuse. Yeah, you can tell we've grown a lot since then. <laughs> um, but we don't rap as much anymore. We don't rap as much anymore, but it is it is like whenever it comes up, it's really fun. So fun. Uh, I It feels a little like the time has passed to write raps because I feel like you've musically grown so much as a composer that I feel like that's one of the main reasons. And then, but when it comes up organically and improv scene, I love it. It's super fun to do. Otherwise it's kind of grew to feel like low hanging fruit in a writer, in a writing. Like if I can really think of this idea, you have to have a really good reason to do something as a rap. Yes. I think if you're, if you're, if you're like, if you're just, I think the joke of like white person rapping badly is very, very easy to fall into as like mm. the trope. And I think that if you want to, if you want to like respect the art form and write something as a rap, you need a good reason to do it that yeah. way. Yeah. Or maybe just all song genres are fine for everything. <laughs> Who knows? Just be thoughtful about it. Okay. Episode 137 Dungeons and Datings. With uh, the first appearance, appearance by Laser the Boy on the pod. And this is a reversal for me where I know nothing. Every once in a while, Zach knows the thing that we're doing a musical <laughs> about. And are those things nerdy and small? Yes, they are. This hey, one was Dungeons and Dragons. No, nothing wrong with that. I mean, people love it, obviously. But I mean, I, I, you know, I, I know the basics, but... You know, you know no, enough. No specifics, mm-hmm. you know, sure. fake specifics. You but know, dungeons and dragons. That's right. You Those know that you know things. that mo- you know that many sided dice are involved. <laughs> that's right. When I saw that movie this year, I loved it. That's a great movie. I had such is a good time. Good? Can we take a moment to say that Dungeons and Dragons, the it's newest really movie, is really fun. Good. It's fun. Yeah, it's really fun. They do a great job of being like, if you know a lot about D anD D, there's like small stuff mm-hmm. for you. There's like Easter eggy type mm-hmm. stuff. But mm-hmm. if you know nothing, like my wife and many of the other people that I know that have seen this movie, they're like, it's just fun. Did you see Game Night? No. Uh, also great. Game Night also great. Same people, same but it's people. just like fun, tight action comedy. It's really it's great. Really I, great. It struck me as like a like one of those movies, it's like, he's right behind me, isn't he? But like a good version of that. There might be like a handful of jokes like that, but there are enough like really surprising, fun things. Yeah. That's good. It's really good. And it features, um, what is his name? Chris Pine. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Pine's not in it. I mean, Hugh Grant Chris is Pine in it. Chris Pine is in it. Chris Pine is. Sorry. Chris, sorry, yes. Chris Pine is, is in it. He's great. I don't know why you said that, and I, and I thought um, Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Oh, got Chris a lot of Chris's. Uh, no, John from yes, from Bridgerton. From Bridgerton, he's oh. really well. He is in it as so as funny. like the funniest. It's really he's so great. Weird, it's, yeah, it's great. It's being like a fun hot man. Great fun casting. It's great. This musical was also great, and I think it was less about D and D and more about like the group of like kids playing D and D. Probably no surprise. Uh, but, <laughs> D&D party meeting up for one of the weekly sessions, snacks and drinks and all, but it quickly derailed at the topic of player Riley's hot older sister comes into discussion. <laughs> yep. This is pulled from my real life life of one of my uh, best friends, hot older sister. Oh my gosh. Nothing go. better than having a crush on an older sister. Shut up, Allie Hansen. Happily married. Lovely, lovely woman. Uh, okay. Episode 138, live from Vancouver. <laughs> My God. Vancouver? Hello, hello, Jin. Live from Vancouver. Live from Vancouver. 
uh, Doughboys. Doughboys, Mike Mitchell, Nick Weiger. This one oh, rocked. This is great. This is a Lion King esque episode, yes. right? This is the if I'm a giraffe, you legally have to tell me. If I'm not a giraffe, you legally. And there's have to like tell a song me. like Bones, Bones, Bones. Yep. Let me read the song, the track list here. I wish I could reach. If I'm not a giraffe, you legally have to tell me. The Bone Graveyard. Mm-hmm. We, the Bone Graveyard was like a, a Nick Weiger led absolute. The bone Graveyard. I feel like was the vibe. You know what? Like. Lion King is due for a straight up parody. Yeah. It must like for adults. It d- doesn't really exist that I can think of. Yeah. They wasted our time making a quote unquote 3D action. Can't even be called live action. Get the action. fuck out of here. I don't just see these like beady little eyed zazu. Money, money grab. Money, 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 bone grab. Hold on. The other tracks are just as good. Hang from our tails. Make a lot of noise. <laughs> Yeah, this was at JFL in Vancouver. Uh, we did their show where we got to eat Canadian A&W. They did our show. It was where a blast. Where they got to do this, it was so much Is fun. Is there a difference between American A&W and Canadian a Yes, A&W? Canadian, better. Yeah, I mean, basically. It's like, what? It's like owned fa- and operated differently. So, like, they just, they take some of the branding, like, they have root beer. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, the ingredients are really, really good. Like, and high quality. High quality, mm-hmm. and they have, like, cheese. They have all some other they've like they have poutine they have like canadian interesting mm-hmm. yeah apparently mcdonald's good. is like that in uh dubai apparently it's like a upscale restaurant Whoa. yeah old boring take that i mentioned on this podcast but i do feel like fast food chains in other countries have to meet higher food standards for whatever reason like they don't have to put the chemicals in like we allow right yeah. so like but also don't it? touch those fries okay mm-hmm. don't fucking touch my fries um okay 139. Off book undercover. So the pandemic has hit. Has it? No, no, no. This is <laughs> wait, Jason Wait, Manzucas. wait, wait. Yes. This is us being like, we want Jason, but he expressively does not want to sing. So we just like chat with him. And then we, this is like early fan band territory where it becomes a chat into song episode. I think we do this and we're like, oh, this actually works. Yeah. Like this is this is a, a test case for like, oh, we can have guests on that don't want to sing at all. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, a loose jam sesh. Well, what are the songs that I've been happening here? Dream Mom. It's a House of Raccoons. Oh, good. <laughs> Not as much to pull from fan bands and jam sessions for writing something. No. I mean, they're really fun songs, but obviously they're not as like... They're not They're not uh, as pertinent to what we were about to try to attempt. Correct. 140, Heaven is a Drop of Jupiter with Jackie Johnson. <laughs> this is the last one before the pandemic. Yes. This is, is literally before we... are leaving we... the studio and be like, oh, something pretty weird is going on right now, <laughs> yep. isn't it? The, the, the recording is starting and you're asking me, are you still going to have your St. Paddy's Day party this weekend? I think people might be uncomfortable. And I'm like, I don't know. We're going to talk about it tonight. And we leave the recording and the NBA is like, basketball's canceled. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not St. Paddy's. It was really a moment in time. Chooch but, was there. Chooch was there. There's a lot of good pictures of Chooch uh, that I think one of them is in my uh, farewell to off book weekly release Instagram post as a new guest in heaven Vanessa has a lot to learn join her adventure with fair with fellow heaven dwellers Carlton and William as they become drops of Jupiter visit a mall and read reviews heaven malls yeah I mean Uh, the name Vanessa the name Vanessa now she's back in the atmosphere Drops to Jupiter in her head. I think we most certainly, that was like how it closed. Yeah, it's got to be. It's so easy to A repeat. great song by Train. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Train, Choo Choo, our food just got <laughs> delivered. So we'll be right back. Bye-bye. For now. 
here we go. And we're back. We've had some sushi. <clears throat> I was going to say we have to make sure to tell people what we ate or they'll be thinking it. We had sushi. We made another drinks. Mine has a popsicle in it. <laughs> Which I really loved. I'm sorry that I didn't do it with you. That's but okay. I already had two popsicles yesterday. <laughs> we're experimenting if in the high volume gin and tonic can be infused with a popsicle that you just sort of drop in there and let it sit. <laughs> I think it's going to be great. It's and a tangerine, tangerine popsicle. We'll let you, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll report back. So far mm -hmm. I can't taste it, but it's a Yeti, which as you pointed out, incredibly good insulation. Yeah. Going to keep it cool. Going to keep that ice there. Speaking of cool, we're into the pandemic episodes now. Wow. Okay, so these are going to fly. They're going to fly because I don't think there's a lot to sort of like draw from these. Yeah. The were one they thing, shorter or was it, what do you mean? So for those of you who weren't listening during the time or didn't maybe think about this, if you've ever tried to sing a song over Zoom mm. with someone else, it's virtually impossible to line mm -hmm, up. Mm -hmm. We went through a couple iterations of how to do this. We started with people like... Scott and Brett went off and made a bunch of tracks that then we would then sing on our own computer with one person at a time. We later started using this seemingly dark web free program called Jamulus <laughs> that did allow us to sync up pretty well, like low latency stuff for a free program. I'm sort of astounded how well it worked. Yeah. And Brett really did the Lord's work of making it reline up. He, he frequently talks about it as one of his like proudest technical achievements of like figuring out a pretty good way of doing off book mm -hmm. uh, over the internet. It is now something that is, since we don't have to do it, we would never opt into it. It's very complicated and yeah. it's sort of hard, but it got us through. And I will say that over this period of time, there were not a lot of creative endeavors happening and mm -hmm. off book meant a lot to me to be able to do every week, even though it was so hard. Yes. And we get to, once we get Jamulus, they start to be a lot more fun because they go back to being like real episodes. Yes. And we had fun like with our friends on Zoom. Always great to see friends on Zoom. But it was still like stressful and I would record in a room with no AC and often come out like gasping for air. Right. I'd be like, well, it was only supposed to take an hour and a half, but the Jamulus crashed, so it took two and a half. And <laughs> So because the pandemic has started, we are now going to release a bunch of like live older episodes, which okay. do work. So for example, live from Seattle with Zach Marsh and Sam Matthews on drums, some kind of hero live. That was fun. So uh, Zach Marsh is from the Pacific Northwest. So that was like a friend of his who came and played drums. Yes, we did this like... Yeah, that was a really chop suey. This was a rock venue. Yeah, this drummer was like a was a real rad, rad drummer. So good, great job, Sam Matthews. Um, after a weird situation that involved her friends hiding in her closet, Stephanie becomes a beholder of new superpowers. <laughs> Along with her newly labeled mentor Brian, they find ways to become some kind of heroes. I do not remember this one at all. There's the the reoccurring bridge or like stuff of I could be some kind of hero was really good. Wait, yes. There's a swim teacher. Kyle is in this one. You always have to have a Kyle. Is this who is Kyle? No. No, it's not. I'm some kind of hero. This is get back in the pool, Kyle. Yeah. Okay, yes. Great. Super fun. Love this. Then we have next, undercovers. How is that possible? Okay. Jam sesh. Remote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remote and call delay. Um, this is the, this episode of what is, is the birth of what sound does the wooden frog make? Fun. This is us really just playing around, trying to find anything, anything to make an episode in the pandemic. Undercovers two, father bod. I'm not going to get into these because why? Undercovers three, undercovers four. Oh, Napo oh, sorry. Some of these have guests. I should say who the guests are. This is making me curious of like, when did we start renaming these as fan bands? Yeah, good question. Probably Undercovers is like 
funny. Yeah. Undercovers 3 has Nicole Parker. It's the first guest one. Um, Undercovers 4 has Lauren Lapkus and Aaron Whitehead. This was, we were, okay, so we started bringing, besides Nicole, we started bringing guests on to be like, just chat with us and then, and then, we'll and then set us up for songs. Like be like, okay, that makes me think of, do you want to do a song that's like this? This episode just brought back a memory to me because I saw the name of it and I was like, oh right, this happened. We did an episode called Bachelor Quest. This was recorded before the pandemic with a group called The Two Johnnies. Oh, from Ireland. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this was another, Had, did they know what this show was? But they were very sweet. They were absolutely down. It was about like friend Kyle. Oh my God, Kyle. He's Follow Kyle and his wild adventure through his bachelor party where mixed up groups and strippers and bars are abound. Put on your best rave outfit and get ready to party. This one had been, this had been siloed out of my memory. Not because it was bad, just because I didn't remember it. Yeah. Then we get Undercovers 5 with... Jason Sheridan and Mike Carlson. Oh, this had some great songs in it, actually. Yes. Podcast. Right. We've got Little Sheds Full of Food, uh, The Legend of the Hatbox Ghost, Duffy, and Shelly May. Yeah. This is the one. It's a Mike Carlson song. It's long, if I recall. Yes. And it's really good. Uh, River County, Discount Sabres, Ludwig von Koopa's good. song. Yes. Oh, Interesting. We were picking tracks that were named by Scott and Brett. And yeah. there were some, like you picked a track called Oiled Thunder, which was yes. Grease Lightning, but yes. you didn't know that. You were just like, yes. I'll do Oiled Thunder. That's right. And it was like a Because we tried break. to not know what we were doing still. And Correct. so they would make tracks and just title them. Correct. And I'd be like, Zach, I think you should sing a song about that popsicle. And I want you to use Oiled Thunder. Let me see if I can taste the popsicle yet. He's seen if he can taste it. Not yet. Ah, oh, damn. Not yet. 148, The Magic Truth, live at the Station Theater in Houston, Texas. Oh, this is a good one. This is where I... Comedy Festival. This is the skateboarder and the haircut and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. A zoo. There's a flamingo. Mm Mm-hmm. This is a sweet, small story. This is father and son or father-daughter. This ha- uh, this was born out of you telling the story to the audience about, like, your dad being the son of... My grandfather being a barber, yeah. yeah. I love this episode. Musical centers around a financial advisor, Brittany, and professional skateboarder, Derek's developing romance. Unusual. You and I do not normally play characters that are like romantically involved with each other. Very rarely. Not because we don't. It's just not what we gravitate and towards. And we're, we're opposite. I think I'm playing Derek and you're playing Brittany. No? I don't think so. Oh. Let's, well, let me see. Oh, there's like an... Well, yeah. No, you're Brittany. Oh, great. I'm Derek Sickrines. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> um, great. Treasure the Lobster Live, 149, at the Kennedy Center. This Eric is an, Gerson on keys. Oh, I love Eric. Oh, at the Kennedy Center. Okay, yes. yeah, this is a different... There's another DC one that I think maybe the audio didn't get recorded. That we never got out, but this one we did. I think the Kraken is involved. It's a, yes. like a deep undersea, like... It's one of our undersea stories, and I can say that because there's been many of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, one small privately owned island in the middle of the Atlantic. A man plans his wedding. A grandpa warns the legend of the Kraken. And a woman goes on a quest to find a magical blue lobster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Blue lobsters are real. That's right. Yeah. You want to be better at, uh, want to be better at improv? Go learn real things. 
Undercover Six. We've run out of live shows to send you. We're back undercovers with Seth Morris and Donna Furman. What a fun episode, though. Those were th- these were people that I didn't know super well, but they uh, had us on their podcast, and it was lovely. Yeah, both super funny. Yeah. Um, Undercover Seven. Uh, Tawny Newsom. Thank you, Tawny. Thank you for your time, Tawny. Thank you for your time. Um, next, one fifty-two. A classic episode. Interesting. A classic episode, it's off book 3.0, using an experimental program with less latency. hey looks like Jamulus has entered the chat. <laughs> has allowed the gang to sing and play mostly together in a remote situation. Neath the French Moon is a musical about two Parisian brokers, bakers, sorry, love and the magic of the moon and the magic of uh, Ina Garden. Wow, must have been us. And it's just you and me. It's just you and me. Yes, we're probably like, we have to try this without a guest. Uh, yep, and we do. And I guess it works because we then do it again later. Uh, 153, the gift from before. Zach, Jess, and the fan band are trying out a new program. <laughs> again, is this a different program? Maybe. I don't know. There might have been something we tried. I think we might have, we did try one other thing besides Jamulus. Okay, so this was maybe pre-Jamulus. Maybe this is Jamulus. Anyway, next, 154, the best guy for the best buy. Okay, we're fully doing episodes now, but it's still just the two of us. These don't matter. (laughs) 155, naturally orchestrated. Still just the two of us. These don't matter. Moving on. Well, they could matter. You and I do live shows that are two of us that are good. Yes. It's not that they don't matter because it's us. It's that they don't matter because they're on Zoom, I think. Yes. Eventually, we're going to get a point to where Zoom ones are good. Hmm. You know what I mean? There's like, the like particularly I'm thinking of Matt Apodacas. So. We, yep. Uh, you might be a portal or something. Yeah. 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 But we are, we are, we haven't brought in guests yet, but we are now doing musicals over yes. Jamulus. Uh, episode 156, not trivial pursuits. Still just the two of us. Pretty good title. Things get heated at a weekly bar trivia night. Um, okay. Mug half empty. John Hartman okay. is here. So we're doing musicals again. There's been an upgrade. <laughs> Welcome to Off Book 3.75, a remote recorded live narrative musical with a guest. This is the first one with a guest back. Trenton has a promising job, a tense relationship with his family, and a sour attitude on life. Sounds like John Hartman. <laughs> Following his coming of age as a mug designer, a bad boyfriend, and someone who is getting warmer and warmer. <laughs> I do sort of remember this. Yeah, me too. Mug designer. The funniest. 158. Arcade Fire, Zeke Nicholson. This is the international gaming competition. Games are pitted against each other in a survival of the fittest. Three Tetris players, the best in their respective nations, stand up and try to rally clashing communities to work together to stop the ridiculous notion. I don't know if that's the end of a sentence it's supposed to be, but it is in this document. Is so. it capitalized? Is the ridiculous no- notion not. like... Together the- to stop the ridiculous notion, lowercase. Great. <laughs> but there's another competition. That's right. Education Reform Live. This is the other Chicago one. Great. Yes. Hunter Brown and Adam Stein are back. Uh, okay. So this is... This is Who is Kyle? Who this is Who is Kyle? Who is Kyle? Including a song then called Kyle is Rich and then another song called Who is Kyle Reprise. Great. Oh, this also has a, I think this is such a brilliant line from you, Jess, but you just come out the gate with a chorus that's called throw a bunch of money at a systematic problem and see if it goes away. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's really, it's really brilliant. And the speed with which you come up with it is like 
um, abrasive. It's wow. so fast. Thank you. It's so good and it's so fast. And can you believe that guy just still said not you? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck, that guy? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here playing <laughs> Luigi, a pasta chef. <laughs> uh Oh, this is so funny. You play Finn Wolfhard, actor of Kyle. Oh, amazing. I forget what's going on here. Oh, probably like, in the talk back. We probably reveal that yes, Kyle is played yes, by Finn Yes, that's exactly what's happening. Finn Wolfhard. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, but okay. a sneaky way to get one more wolf reference. Oh, there you Whoosh. go. Oh, this was a great one. Couples at their core, 160. Yes, this is a great one. Is this is, is this Zoom episode? Yeah. Is that Matt Apodaca? No, and, this is just us. Oh, it's great though. Yeah. This is what I mean. Some of the ones that are the two of us did still have Once stuff Once we in get them. past the initial like, oh no, technology. Yeah. Have we talked about like how people from other countries would occasionally like pop into the Jamulus, like saxophone players? Okay. So here's the thing about what? Jamulus as a program. It's just like an open room. So like- anyone can sort of come into it and you sort of change your your avatar to be like what instrument you're bringing because it's meant to help bands rehearse. So most people mm -hmm. are not doing podcasts on this or doing like choir rehearsals or like they're jamming together. So every once in a while, like a saxophone from Switzerland would show up and we would have them on mute so we couldn't hear what they were doing. But they could hear us. They would hear us and they would just come into the middle of like an absolute nonsense. Yeah. In theory, if you had been like really paying attention if you had gotten lucky, you could have dropped into any off-book episode during this time, yep. which is a wild thought. And if you did, let us know. And people did, and they hung around for a while, and they would type things like, what is this? This is crazy. <laughs> We're like, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, when Randy and his wife mentioned a mysterious energy core to their friends, Susan and Michael, the latter couple are immediately intrigued. Will they be able to handle the concept of the glowing ball of matter, or will it melt their brains into giving? Yeah, I remember loving this one. I do, too. Um, episode 160. Yeah. Uh, 161, Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, with Arden Mirren. Was this still over Zoom? It must have been. Wow, God bless her. God bless her, came back again. I think uh, she was, uh, her book was coming out, maybe? Yes, must um, have been. After the coaches of two Little League hockey teams divorce, it's clear that some people handle separation better than others. Seeing two paths diverge in a heartwarming and eye-opening story of growth, teamwork, and how not to cope with a split. That sounds great. It sounds great. It's been scrubbed from my memory. I don't remember it. Yeah. In it general, was... everything over Zoom, except for that core one and... Uh, and Matt's. And Matt's. The, a lot of them are lost to time. This one has a good title, though. It's called Chatting in the Chat with June Diane Raphael. <laughs> well, this was this was actually more of a return to an, an undercovers type. She did not want to sing either. Yeah. And so this was us, like, talking with her and then doing songs inspired. And the fun BTS was, this was the day Kamala Harris was announced as the VP pick. Oh, that's right. And the news dropped and, in and, the pod. And we were chatting about it in the chat. Yeah. That's right. Um, we're, as we've said before, huge fans of June Diane Raphael. Okay. Wow. Next is documentary Wow 163. Documentary Wow 163. Just us. Caitlin and Jeremiah are aspiring filmmakers in a documentary club who dream of making a doc about themselves. They gather a team in the school to make that vision happen. This involves the color guard. Yep, including the AV club, a genius color guard editor, and a new friend who has some infection difficulties. Oh, okay, nope, so inflection difficulties. That's an important distinction. <laughs> so we got kids, we got competition, we got different clubs. We got school. Uh, we got, oh, you know it's hard? Color guard. That sounds good. Yeah. Um... This was a fun one. 164. 
Trickster University. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was on Zoom? I guess. A Trickster University, winds and deception are commonplace in this cunning place of learning. Follow Fox Candles, son of the Dean, as he tries to unseat his father. And, okay, so I'm going to spoiler this episode for you if you haven't listened to it, but it does a really fun thing. We do the first half of a musical. We go on our normal intermission break. We come back in the second half of this and we do the second half of a musical that is not the same musical as the first one. It's about like space veggies and like, yep. And we got, we got a number of people who got tricked by this one who were like, I think you guys edited this one wrong. Or I had to skip or something. <laughs> I think I missed something. I skipped ahead. And then when we get to the finale, we reveal that it's all been a trick of trickster. We University. are also graduates of trickster university. Wow. I can't believe we did that over zoom. I know. I'm proud of us. Me too. This was funny and stupid. All other podcasts had to do zoom during the pandemic and then have never gone back. We were like, we have to go yeah, back. They learned, they learned that it was actually a much easier way to do their for, podcast. Yeah. For us. Yeah. Not so much. No, the opposite. One, two, tree, episode 165 with Eliza Skinner. This oh. one, it feels like we have Park Ranger vibes again here. When Cassandra, a member of the Glitterati, oh no, it's not. Okay, I vaguely remember this one. Uh, when Cassandra, a member of the Glitterati, and Chris, a down to earth advocate for nature, cross paths, they realize they're more similar than what their background suggests. Shout out to Eliza Skinner for A, being a genius and being, being so funny. But C, she was a person who, during like peak pandemic, sent me emails. It was just like, how are you? Aww. And gave me like updates on her life. and was like, I'd like updates on your life. And I was like, this is very nice. Oh yeah. Eliza. I know we had like a little short pen pal moment in the pandemic that I was very like delighted by. Eliza. And sorry, I'm going to get rid of this ice. This it's very, so hard. Did the little ice come through the top? Is it any popsicle yet? Not yet. Um, not yet. Not popsicle. Not yet. Popsicle. Um, Eliza. I was the head writer on a show that I believe has just been removed from the Disney Plus platform Sucks. because of capitalism. Bad boo. Um, Nick Weiger also wrote on it. It was called Earth to Ned. Mm -hmm. It was like um, a late night show hosted by a big Jim Henson, six armed alien named <laughs> Ned. So uh, great. And it's really good. Um, great job, y'all. You shouldn't be allowed to take shows off. And not right off as like, oh no, we like loss of property. Fucking wild. Pirates. Yeah. Don't look, I just mean. Not on, the fun kind. Just put it on YouTube. I don't understand why, like just put, if you're not going to, you don't want then they it. don't have to pay residual. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's just, I mean. Already, I know, but I agree. At least let it live yeah. for the people. Like yeah. you're, well, you're, it's if, like kicking them twice. I wonder if your show gets pulled and you're the creator, if you have any recourse of like, well then can I put it somewhere else? That's a good question. This is brave new territory. This, it's, this it's, is why we strike. This is why we strike. This is why we strike. But of course, by this by the time this episode's out, the strike will be over. <laughs> That's actually possible. <laughs> it is possible. But who knows? This is a good name of an episode. It's called The Hunt for Ted October. Hell yeah. I think I very like ham-fistedly. Ham-fistedly? Which one is it? I think I, ham, but boy, I can't recall. Yeah. I had a fight with one of my oldest friends about this. He was like, it's... Yeah. It's ham fisted. Like H A M. Like you got a, like like a fistful of ham. Like <laughs> ham, ham store. Ham, ham store. Go to Drennan Davis's Instagram and find a video called Chicken Time. That's, That's my you. gift. That's my gift That's to gift. you. Or I rec TikTok. He recently gave me this gift and I loved it. Oh boy, is it great. Drennan really great. Davis, funny comedian. The video is called Chicken Time. And then go watch everything else. I believe it says it in the in the tile, so you're fine. Hunt for Ted October. 
It's a submarine one. It's under the sea once again. Is it just you and I? Just you and I. Hmm. The Great Escape Room 167. It's just you and I. This one, I think, was confusing because we had to make an escape room. And that's really hard. Mysteries are hard. If you yeah. ever have to improvise a mystery, it's hard. And really, you should not feel like you need to make it make sense. No, because it's improvised. You should liberate yourself from clues. Yeah. <laughs> liberate yourself from clues. This one was good, too. TV, Thinking Verily, Ross Bryant. Oh, yeah, well. Pff. I mean, Ross is there. How can you not? Um, have you ever wanted to have muscles so good like Ross? Guys, I don't know if you know this, because a lot of times you just hear him, but like, go find a picture of Ross. Dude's getting jacked. He's got muscles. Got muscles. Just as you want to know if you've ever wanted to have muscles so good like oh, Ross. Oh, sorry. Yes, every day I want to have muscles so good like Ross. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Hey, did you work out today? I did. Hey, great <laughs> just job. Just going to say that. Thank you so yeah, much. I'm so trying. Actually, the first time with my trainer, his name, his, I don't know, never mind. Well, I don't know. His last name is Ross. Did I already say his first name? Who's nope, to say? you didn't. But I should, that was really feels like kismet. Okay. Just make me look like Ross. And maybe, maybe look give like me some Ross. long, lean arms. Make you look like any Ross. Any Ross you know in the Schwimmer? world. Any Ross. Well, that's the character. Sorry. Geller? <laughs> yeah. Ross Schwimmer. That would look like. Oh my gosh. That's such a like parallel universe thing. Hey, I'm Ross Schwimmer. Hello, I'm Ross Schwimmer. This episode is called Sleepy Bear Do Care, 169 with Mary Holland. Also a good one. Also over Zoom. Sleepy Bear. Wow. Mary, so generous with her time. I she know. really came on so often. And it's just a bear waking up for hibernation and then oh, yeah. they go out and there's like ghosts and birds and suspicious bears. Do we wake up a little early? Is that part of the premise? I believe that is the premise. And that we're like, dang. Oh, you know why? Because mm. we talked about Fat Bear Week. Fat Bear Week. Which I love. This podcast loves Fat Bear Week. And we love bears. And we love bears. And we love weeks. Mm -hmm. We love Mary Holland. And we love episode 170 as well, or at least the title of it. A bug's wife, dot, 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 <laughs> will eat his head. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Stupid. It's true if you're uh, a black widow mantis. or a mantis. Um, we look inside the lives of a busy bug community with real estate agents, teen parties, and insects who have complex relationships with their parents. Small bug, like this is normal high concept story. Yeah, they like, just happen to be bugs. They happen to be bugs. And I remember it's really, I think this was fun. I Would think there's a- like to revisit? Yeah, maybe. I think there's a part where it's that thing where it's like, oh no, should I have my parents pick me up from this party I'm not allowed to be at? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's like a moment in it. Yeah. Ice came through the hole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> little ice came through the hole. Little ice came through the hole. Oh, when little ice comes through the hole. Home is where the farmland is. 171 with John Gemberling. Oh, this one is also fun. Experienced pool shark and farmland native Janine heads to the city to follow her dreams and maybe find her outcast mother, but she's whirled into a quest to save the world with Clyde, a man cursed by the abyss to sell his suitcase of carrots. <laughs> <laughs> the log lines of some of these musicals are so insane. I feel like this was trying to have, even though I haven't seen this movie, I can culturally reference, like it was trying to have like, Paper Moon yep. meets like Music Man meets like Grifter. But yes, then it took some really wild turns. I there I feel like I have a memory of there being a song in here where I like couldn't keep my breath. I was laughing so hard. Yes. Gambling is so funny. Gambling is so funny. I would love to maybe I'll I this one is like I remember being so fun, I do not remember it. There's been too many. Is there a track list? Yeah, hold on. 
Sharks in the pool hall. You never know what you miss until it's gone. In the abyss. Okay, I think this is it. My date with David, parentheses, he slept in a coffin, in parentheses. That could be it, but I'm not even sure. Let's go Clyde uh, slash suitcase for tea. The winds are breaking. Who wants to play? It's a start slash it passed gas finale. The winds are breaking is about farts. Yeah, farts. I think that's what it is. I think there's like some really sincere treatment of farts in this that really made me laugh so okay. hard. Yeah. This has like good, good juvenile sensibility. Yes. But Gemberling is like so committed and also has a great voice. So funny. Man, we did a lot of these over the pandemic. Damn. Bones, whales, and candy. Mark McConville, one seventy two. This is the Halloween. This episode. one's great. Yes, we yeah. got, we got pretty good at it. We got good at it. We, we didn't want to have <laughs> to do that, but we did. Oh, in the distant future, the sorcerer president of the United States made a decree that every person on Earth must choose to become one of three things: <laughs> skeletons, whale food gossips as humanity struggles to adjust to this magic we follow a group of all three kinds dealing with freedom familial tension and being an outcast a really fun halloween episode yes um whale food yep oh my gosh 173 juice or lies with chris grace after the town's local genie emerges from a fire hydrant, everyone competes to finish the task that will get them. Everyone competes to finish the task that will get them three wishes. Hmm, that's fun. Sounds great. And is something with a Vitamix or something? Why do we talk about juice? That's a great question. Slurp, slurp, tangerine. Looks like Jamba Juice is involved in this one. Sure. Yeah, that's another chain I believe you like to to cite. I sure do. I play someone named Kale, a Jamba Juice employee. That makes sense. Yeah. You play the hydrant genie. <laughs> Good. Tom Hanks is in it. He's the CEO of Toyota. <laughs> oh, there might have been a Toyota Thon song in this one. There absolutely is. Yes. And a happy Honda days. Uh, Toyota Thon and Rubens made of Hala. Let's go dance remix. Sometimes soggy bottoms. Number three is iceberg lettuce. How to save a whale's life. Let's go Toyota Thon. Yeah, Happy Honda Days does not appear in a song title, but I think you're right. It does It does appear in the musical. Yeah, referenced. 174, Romance with a Twist. Just you and me. We talking about cocktails? Uh, we talking about... Okay, here's... This is a... Okay, this is um, some prime off-book content. Classmates, Jennifer and Troy, have an ultimate plan. Get their single parents together and become siblings. With the help of the entire town, romance is thrust upon Twilissa and Dennis. Will they have fun? Will they take a risk? Only this musical will tell. Yeah, that sounds pretty pretty over the plate. Down the middle. Yeah, I want to see the... Is this the one where they go on a maybe a balloon ride yes. at the end? Yes. Yes. Swirly, swirly in the sky. Yep. <laughs> swirly, swirly, swirly in the sky. Excuse me. <laughs> Thank you. There's a French bistro owner. There's a gyoza restaurant owner. You play someone named Ethan. It's great. Okay. Um, the Pawn Three-Dimensional Gambit with Ashley Ward. Wow. Okay. Oh, Queen's Gambit had just come out. Definitely. There it is. The chess championships are here and raging on. Find out which chess grandmaster will reign after a three-player, three-dimensional game sponsored by Chili's Chompathon and Basketball Court. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. I remember this. It's another like kids, like, I don't know if they're kids, but it takes place in like a sports arena. Yeah. It's like a big time chess tournament. There yep. probably is a kid playing chess. Sure. 
Excuse me. And that's what we call a competition too, isn't it? That is what we, I would call that a competition. Mm-hmm. And that's what we call a competition. Crossover in New York with Greg Smith. I remember this one. Oh, this one has, this is like the end of the Avengers. Yes. This is like if the, sh- the shawarma scene doesn't get to happen because they have to like rebuild everything. Yes. With the way different media love to intersect, it's never a boring day in New York City. See twins Trevor and Brittany run their coffee shop, crossed over with a printing press, <laughs> candle making store, and geode business as heroes and villains alike come by to stir things up. Yeah. It's just the shawarma store, but everyone keeps showing up. Yes. Yes. And it's not a shawarma store. It's a candle slash geode slash printing press slash coffee shop. <laughs> Thank you. It's a crossover. It's a crossover. And Greg Smith is great in it. Also an incredible pianist, but in yeah. this one, He's singing. We love it. <laughs> I remember this. Trahasic Trash with Nick Mandernock. There's dinosaurs in this sure, one. Sure, gotta think. be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The engine company have released a new product, Dinosaurs That Eat Trash. Find yourself in the town of Fairfield, Connecticut, where there are mixed reviews and strange things happening with these prehistoric creatures around. I mean, I love Jurassic Park. Fairfield, Connecticut is a town my friend is from. Uh, (laughs) Dinosaurs love it. Dinosaurs love it. Sort of shocking that we haven't had more dinosaurs. Yeah. I feel like we've weirdly had more robots than dinosaurs, and that doesn't feel... That's shocking. That feels wrong That doesn't feel right. Hey, um, okay. Has the pandemic been going on for a while? Yes, it has. Episode 178 is called Out of Ideas. (laughs) Um, But it's also with the incredible Will Hines. Um, oh, I believe we do get like meta with him and we talk about like... You heard it here first. Off book is out of ideas. Zach, Jess, and Will dwell on how the show usually starts and propose a musical about a happy couple, a long driveway, sentient objects, mysterious men, and an interdimensional secret. This one was really fun. I mean, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, it's Will, so of course it is. I feel like though, did we carry the meta thing throughout or was it just the banter at the top? You know, that I don't, rem- I don't remember. Like if we keep checking in or anything, or if it's just like the way that we kick it off. I don't know. Yeah. Who's to say? Episode 179. We're in December again. A very accurate Hanukkah, Eight Crazy Brothers with Rachel Bloom. Oh, lovely. This is very funny. This uh, Long overdue to have a dedicated Hanukkah episode. This is when we started though, and we do it ever since. Um, uh, when Gustavo visits his sister and her children for Hanukkah, he brings a sour and unorthodox attitude uh, that makes his niece and nephew unimpressed. This is because I was telling you all about Bubby's boarding house, which is like that weird Hanukkah Muppet video. Yes. Not actually Muppets, like off-brand Muppets, that has a character whose name is like uh, Anton, whose <laughs> whole purpose in the show is just to be like, I hate Hanukkah. I make tomato latkes, not potato latkes. <laughs> it's extremely good. Um, but this one was very fun. This is what we like try to tell the story of Hanukkah and we try to like go in and out of the story being told, right? Yes. Um, that is, that is correct. Um, and now we are at our December episode with Paul and Nicole visions of sugar plums danced in their radio heads. This is about carolers. And this has a song about a lying on the floor. This has a song about a cooked goose that, (laughs) <laughs> is really funny and a friend of mine would sometimes like message me out of nowhere and be like that cooked goose song is still yeah. in my head <laughs> i am proud of the song a it's big, very good a big cooked goose worth noting we were drinking at the beginning of this episode a big cooked goose happens 
is the moment you can tell that it's kicked in. <laughs> and the song, for me personally. This was one where it was like still sad that we weren't together, but it felt so joyful. This felt really This was fun. very like heart a heartwarming Zoom. Yes. I mean, so- many of these grew to be very fun, but you know, it was like, ah, oh, this is this fun thing that we're normally together for, but we we managed to like make it feel fun and this, festive. This one also has a song called Lay Down and Listen. I think that we all like came into a, like the characters come and break into a house, lie down on the floor. I think it has like the trope of the annoying boyfriend who thinks he needs to tell you about musical taste. Who's like, have you listened to Radiohead? Let's lie on the floor and just listen. listen. I feel like that's in there. (laughs) Yes. And they're like, this isn't as good as the stuff we're caroling. Oh, I forgot to say what we did for the last one, but this one is the 12 drinks of Horsemas. Oh yeah. We missed Flamingle. Yeah, we can go back and check. I think it's probably the 12 ways to leave your lover. It's called Flamingo All the Way. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Twelve new ways to leave your lover. Great job, Jess. Thank you. Um, okay. We're cooking. Here we go. We're cooking cook- cooked geese. We're cooking cooked geese all the way to episode one. Have any of you ever eaten a goose? No, and I never will. <laughs> That's a promise. That's a Zachary no guarantee. Honk honk, you heard it here. Honk honk, not in my bonk. <laughs> <laughs> You thonk? You thonk? You don't thonk. Honk, honk, not in my bonk. Mm. Keep that gonk out of my bonk. It's occurring to me how often we do just sing small songs. Yep. Every day. Um, 181, Soul Trip with Mary Stone. Three ghosts come together on a road trip to figure out what their unfinished business is in the mortal plane. That's a good premise. That is a good premise. On the way, they're sidetracked by human teens. (gasps) Wow. Yeah. Makes sense. Oh, I also love this next one. 182, Basketball Courting with Sam Martin. Really good one. This one is great. This checks a lot of off-book boxes, which is like, it's two women's basketball teams going head-to-head in an old rivalry when mildly unlucky Denise and the ever-mysterious hot Slater have an instant spark. How will the game go with their star-crossed love? Sam Martin, uh, I... Should have had her on so much sooner. She's like, as in me, because I was the one who knew her, but she like, yeah. so funny, such a good voice. Songwriter for television. Yeah, TV writer. TV writer in general, yeah, but exactly. also musical writer. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, and was involved in the comedy basketball league that I was shortly a part of. That's right, you be- were. Before it became too serious. You weren't Pistol Shrimps. Which team were you? I was Lucille Ballers. Oh, Lucille Ballers. Oh my That's God. Right. She was... Jackie, do you know about this? Do you know no. about the lore of this? Oh no, God. what is this? I mean, it still exists, but there was... Uh, it was like 2014 and 2015, a rec women's basketball league started that like was created or grew to be like mostly comedy people. It was like people from like UCB, you're funny, you're dead. Like it was like the entire use. It felt like every woman in the UCB community was playing basketball, was playing basketball in this league that I think also had some teams of not comedians. Yes. But I don't remember like when that started or if we like took over or we were, or it was like still just like an open rec league. So anyone could join, but they all had like, it was like not a bit. It was like people were were taking it really seriously there, but there were also like halftime dancers and all the team names were like jokes, like pistol shrimps, no new friends, traveling pants, uh, uh, ballers, uh, Lucille ballers. Um, and it was very fun and funny. And then like slowly people started taking it more. Like I went to several practices and then like people would start bringing in like ringers. And then people got hurt. And then like people got hurt. And then, and it still exists, but the people who play are like, 
I think better. Now they're just playing basketball. They're just playing basketball. I mean, it's fun to podcast the Pistol Shrimps Radio with Matt Gorley and Mark Mark McConville. Wow, where they sit courtside because like Aubrey Plaza was on Pistol Shrimps. Mm -hmm. Like they were like people of note. Pistol Shrimps. The Pistol Shrimps specifically got a lot of like press Press. coverage. Yes, which was hard for me, a diehard Lucille Ballers fan. (laughs) Thank you, Um, but that's cool. That's cool that you like. Yeah, I mean, the, we still had freaking like Fran and Darcy, and like yeah. we had like people in the, in, the, and, like, in, the, in the rear view. Lucille Ballers was the team. Too. That's right. Yeah. What are we talking? Um, about? But I was so bad. I had never played basketball. And people were like, it's fine. Mary Holland is Lucille Baller, but it was like, we'll just rotate. You'll be like a sub essentially, and that was fine for a few games. And then it was quickly like, no, you're like distractingly bad. <laughs> and we, and then like they made tears of anyway. Sam played in the league and was also good, but her wife Mo Welch was very good. And so we were talking about like, she's like, oh yeah, when I saw her ball, and I was like, oh my gosh, oh my god. <laughs> Very. It's brought people together. Yeah, yeah, I know. Wow. Basketball courting is one I would revisit. It's a great. Yeah. It's a, it's a great one. Um. Okay. Oh, this is fun. Lounge January one eighty three. We're tired and we want to change the format up. So we do Lounge January. This feels. This is the. I think this is. This the is basic of fan, fan band. band. Yeah. yeah. Uh, chill non narrative episode where we talk about our independence and the road ahead. Oh, we've just left Earwolf. Mm. That's what this is. Cool. I'm gone into Pondant. That's what you need to know about this one. Bye. Bye. 183, Stacy's mailbag. Nothing to know here. That's a mailbag episode. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Big announcement, small tiki chain, 185. Again, Jan Sesh format. It's the last episode of Lounge January. And we launch back into regular programming. And we launch off Book Clubhouse. And then the next episode is Time Fountain, Fountains of Time, Chapter 1. Okay. So we have arrived at our sort of other idea. So this is when we realize that, like, booking guests is, like, pretty hard. It's a lot to ask for them to, like, do all this setup. So we we switch to... Simultaneously, we're trying to be, like, we haven't met... We haven't, like, grown creatively format-wise. Yes. We haven't tried something sort of... So we tried new. two things where we switched to doing, okay, we're going to do two episodes a month where we try to get guests or they are narrative. We're going to do one where we're going to attempt an ongoing narrative musical where every month it's like the first episode of the month is going to be a Time Fountain episode and then the fourth one is a fan band. Are we still doing this over Zoom? Yes. We're crazy. Yes. Okay. Yes. Time Fountain is over Zoom. Singomatic is in person. Okay, great. Let's just... And sorry, what number are we at? 186. Okay, great. So I think it's going to... We're definitely also stopping at 200. Are you kidding me? Well, I don't know. I thought maybe magic would happen. Yeah. But no, this makes sense. We're stopping at 200. I know. I'm just... I'm saying for the listener, and so they can hear the process, that... And part of me was like, I don't know, maybe we'll start really fun. I will say this. We've gotten much further, much faster, but we're also absolutely stopping at 200. Yeah, it makes most sense. Like each episode's 100 episodes is great. It's Yeah, I don't want to hang out with Jackie more. I'm like, Jackie. Yay. We're going to have to give Brett his microphones back maybe though when he comes back. Oh yeah, actually, because I'm out of town. So actually the part three might be in a while. Okay. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Have you on tender hooks for a while. (laughs) But you know what? Maybe by the time that you get back, we will have released these two already. I'll edit this all out. Do you think? You kind of have a lot to do. I have so much to do. (laughs) But maybe I'll make someone else do this part. Great. And maybe we'll leave this in for process or maybe we'll take it out. (laughs) You did say that this was about process, so I guess we have to leave it in. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here's my thought. 
I don't think we should talk about time fountain fountains of time episode by episode. That doesn't make sense to me. I think we should just talk about it now. Yes. So we do. It's six parts, correct? It is six parts. It is episodes. Oh my God. There are so many episodes of this show, Jessica. There's actually 300 of them. I and know. now that I'm thinking there's a handful of live episodes that we don't have audio of. So there's even more. There's even more. Okay. So it's episodes 186, 190, 195, 199, 203, and 208. Which might be back in person beginnings because 200 we do campfire, but maybe it's not because we still are only doing it outside. I can tell you the answer to that. Stable George 207 is with Ross Bryant. And that one was definitely back in person. Yes. So at some point we do come back okay, into great. the world. Okay. Let's talk about Time Found and Founders of Time. So, I'm not going to look at any of the wiki for this because okay. there's so much of it. What's the name of that book about the kids who sleep over in the museum? It's like Mr. Basil, La Basil would, you know, like you guys know these, the I Basil. help you here. The Basil files, uh, the files of like Mrs. Basil Woods. Hang on. Give me a second. The Marvelous Mrs. Basil in her Museum of Madness. The mixed up files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler. Yep. <laughs> Which is... That was so fast. That was Jackie. really great. She's so good at her job. Yeah. Um... It's about like kids who stay over in a museum, which is like all I remembered about that, which I remember like incepting that into this where it's kids who are, they stay in, they stay in the natural history museum. There's a janitor and there's a, like a museum curator. Right. Mm -hmm. That is our foursome. Our core four is two kids who have snuck into the museum, yes. the janitor who works there and the other curator who works there. Yes. And they get sucked into a time it, oh, a drinking fountain. It's a water fountain. It's a time fountain fountain of time. That's right. Um, which I always hear as James Pilot. Time fountain. Correct. Because we were going to repurpose the James Pilot thing to do the fountain of time. Time fountain. Yeah. Time fountain. Yes. It's it's purposefully the same thing. Okay, great. Because in my head, at one point, we were going to make a fully produced theme song of it. And then life got in the way. Sure. Life didn't find a way in this particular instance. Sure. So in every episode, they're in like a different struggle through time. And at one point, they like get split up. And so every episode has like one-off characters, but they're basically trying to like get back to the museum. Here's what it definitely does have though. Not mess up. And the curator and janitor are falling are in love. Are falling in love, oh. yes. But they're, but also like the kids are going on adventures and there's like dinosaurs, dragons. Yeah. I think the Sphinx is in it at one point. Mm. Yep. They, there uh, are they're pirates. There's two knights. There's like, there's like a villain who tries to get them caught in the Gilded Age in the Gibson girls where there's like soda and the T-Rex ends up being, ends up helping them. The dragon, I think. Uh, and he has a hat. The dragon has a hat. Here's what we learned from this one. It's impossible. We should not have done it taking three episodes breaks between every episode of trying to remember a continuous narrative story. And also we had to get better at like, hey, make sure that you find the fun in the stuff that isn't the plot. That's the lesson that we learned from Marvel Cinematic Universe where we didn't have them like necessarily connect because we were recording them so far apart. If we were doing them like one day and then the next day and the next day, it'd be easy to track. But we, but like 
months would go by in between and we'd be like, I don't know what we were doing this one before here. Yeah. yeah. So like we totally, did keep a Google Doc where we tried to keep like the log line. Yeah, that almost worked. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we would still try we each time we would have to like be in this war of like how many plot moves are we making mm-hmm. and how many side games are we having about these two knights who are realizing they're in love. We don't the, the metronome of tracking plot over like a series of episodes is really hard. However, I will say a lot of people really enjoy this saga. Um more proportionally than it was frustrating to us. Yeah. I think I was surprised by how many people were like, actually, this is great. I was like, oh, In we, general, were, we the, were harsh critics. The fans it. gave us a lot of grace. They the really pandemic. did. And, and thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> they were like, yeah, that seems hard. Yeah, they were like, thank you and for we making like, anything at all. all. <laughs> and we were like, thank you. Those of you who are with us, you are the sweet ones. But I think the elements of this were like, this was us sort of doing our own like gut check of like, what do we like to do? Kids, museum, time yeah. travel, all yeah. this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Did you have an idea of what you wanted to do before you went I no it was certainly didn't think time travel I remember when we did the end of the episode we were like oh, oh no. shit like that's just gonna be so, so hard, hard to track I think all we were just but do you think that that ultimately made it easier once we embraced it I think like halfway through we were like hey check in with the arcing plot mm-hmm. but let's like find episodic joys right 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 then I, I think like the back three were I think like one four five six were really fun and mm-hmm. two three we were like Maybe we're good, but they were like, gears, gears. Yeah, so for like four has a song called Things to Put on Bread, which is like, okay, we're clearly just stopping to do to do some fun stuff. Fun BS. Please don't make me walk back to this field. <laughs> Simon didn't say. How do you even kiss, though? Small woman. Yeah, that sounds fun. But you did go into it knowing this is something that you wanted to do multiple episodes. We knew yes. we were going to do six. So did you go into it like, we need to find something episodic? Or was it just kind of like, let's see what happens and then make it episodic? I think we just assumed that if we did six of them back to back, it would be a longer musical. Got it. Okay. Yeah. we. I think maybe like, can we leave it on a cliffhanger? Hmm. So like, And maybe we even talked about, hey, don't introduce too many characters in the first one because we might like follow them. Yeah, let's looks- not have like 18. No, I think the first one's the first a lot one. of like in the museum figuring out how the fountain sure. works. The first one's a really solid launching point, but the premise itself is so uh, it's very unwieldy. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it can yeah. very quickly like I mean, think of all the time travel movies you've seen. Yeah, mm-hmm. the math gets real hard. It's like hard. improvising a mystery. Yeah, it's but hard. I'll stand by. I think it's like one, four, five, six are fun, and two, three are probably fine. But I think they were the ones that ended. We were like. I'm sweaty and that like that, we like, don't do this to sweat yeah that like hurt I actually work out to sweat yeah. <laughs> Does it, did you work out today? yeah I did actually. you look so, so strong. strong thank you um I loved doing Time Fountain. I think also in our heads we were like, hey, let's set the record for the longest improvised musical. And we most certainly did? Question mark? I don't know. You could Call break Guinness, it. baby. You could break it by going for like, what, five hours and you'd be done? Yeah. No, because there's six episodes. You have to go You'd have to really sit down. Tomorrow. And sweat. You probably at least got to do five and a half. You probably sweat. Um, okay. So is that something that you would want to revisit it all or are you kind of done I with think time it's fountain? its own thing I think okay. it's I think it's okay yeah I think if stuff comes from it it'll come from it but I don't think so 187 my best friend's breading <laughs> with Paul F. Tompkins at renowned restaurant Chez Laurent things are hectic as food critic Julia Roberts is expected to visit <laughs> This one was really fun. There's oh. like, our job is so romantic and the cool and glamorous life of a chef. Oh. The cool and glamorous life of a chef is, I believe, boy, that's Oh, that's goes. great. I don't remember that. Yeah, I think it's mostly a Paul song. Have you seen My Best Friend's Wedding? 
If I have, it's been a very long time. Okay, I think, yeah. Because you know she's a food critic in my best friend's wedding. Mm, maybe I haven't seen it. Yeah. Shocked to learn that I haven't no, seen it's it. No, it's a great one. Three Your Majesties. <laughs> <laughs> a metaphor is also a pun. Eat, pray for more, fall in love. Sounds good. Uh, episode 188, Hot Australian Circus. This is clearly a reference to the, the, gr- the a simple space. Yeah. A simple space, the group before us. When we um, were in Scotland, there was right. a circus group from Australia whose all the circus was with their bodies only, and they were all the hottest people we'd ever seen. Okay. This Certainly. is a this is a fan band because we're now into the fam there, there's scheduled fan band that's right. happening. Time Fountain episode. That's right. Anything <laughs> goes in Montana, 189 with Demi, Demi the Juibe. This has rules about trains and things we know about Montana. That's right. Wow. Trains come back and yeah. they know about Montana. Um I choo-choo choose to fall for you. <laughs> hot solid juice. I remember hot solid juice. Yeah. That hot was solid a good one. Juice is good. Um hot solid, solid juice. <laughs> okay, great. Uh then we have Time Fountain 2. Then we have Bad Robot. I think that's a jam. Nope, that's Rory O'Malley. Three scientists are observing their robotics project. We got Rory to do one of these? I what know. a prince. Can you program robots to be nice to your, oh, to be your nice children? <laughs> are any and all robots also cars? How could J. Crew possibly be involved? I can't believe there's more robots. I know. That's not something I think about. I know. I guess we just have to do robots now and forever. Did you ever in Story Parts get to do cars crashing into robots? No, I did not. Okay, let me take a brief detour to talk about one of the best Story Parts songs that exists, which is sometimes in Story Parts, if you don't know, Story Parts is a a children's entertainment company and uh, that takes stories from my kids and turns it into an awesome sketch and musical comedy show. They also have a very successful podcast. Zach and I are both a part of it, but there's, um, they would do this great thing, especially I feel like in the early days where if a kid submitted like a very short story, like in kindergarten or first grade or whatever, like a one sentence something, be like, great, this is a full song, which I loved. I loved like the treatment of like, and in story parts, you might always add like a little bit of details or context, but the song goes like this. Cars crashing into robots, crashing into robots. All the cars are crashing into robots. Cars crashing into robots. And then it has the other great thing where it has really fun involved choreography. (laughs) So it's just... It's a line of people doing this very fun choreography where they just say it as many times as possible. <laughs> and then and then there's like an echo gets layered in. And then there's one person who comes like, but I am here with the batteries, batteries. And like, that's it. I'm not even sure if that part's right, but there's some sort of like sung solo about batteries or something. And then it's just cars crashing into robots, crashing into robots. All the cars are crashing, <laughs> crashing into robots. Oh, I wonder it's if it's so on any good. of the albums they've done. Gosh. Is this good to listen to? Yeah. <laughs> Uneditable because you hit it right away. Um, the the musical aptitude on display with the Story Pirates songwriters is truly tremendous. Most of it is Eli Bolin, who is extremely, he writes for Sesame Street. He write, he wrote the documentary Now episode about company. Ah, okay. He's incredible. Well, there you go. That's why. Yeah. Um, for a while, because he's a founding member, he, it was like, all music is written by Eli. And then that eventually like uh, evolved. But um, it doesn't look like it is. Yeah. Which is a real shame. Oh, man. Hey, Duke. Hey, Duke, could you send us a track for Cars Crashing into Robots? I love that song so much. 
It was really good. Okay. Oh, can't go down this wormhole beyond this. 192 is Crystal Corner. It's just the two of us. I guess talking about crystals. Is it? Or not just the two of us. It's a fan band. Okay. Yeah. This one you'll remember. 193, Twins in the Mist with Lily Sullivan. Oh, really fun one. Yep. Um, a Walmart. Two uh, twin sisters raised in a Walmart since birth and their journey to learn about the real world 15 years later. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, this movie the based on a book called um, uh, Where the Heart Is or something like that that is about a woman who, a teen pregnant girl who like gives birth to her baby in the Walmart and mm -hmm. then like lives in the Walmart starring Natalie Portman. Mm. And I think maybe... As the Walmart? <laughs> as the... As the baby. Mart, and then a different person's wall. Oh, that makes more sense. Um, and uh, anyway, I think that's what I was pulling. Comboed with the Stephen King movie, The Mist, where they try to hide out in a grocery store to get away from the interdimensional monsters that are coming out from the mist. And that's what this one was. The next one was really fun too. Sax Life, Phil Augusta Jackson, 194. Oh my gosh. This one, yes, this musical, this was a competition. This musical follows a saxophone player who returns to compete in the World Series of Saxophone <laughs> after seven years, hoping to reconnect with his passion and his ex-wife. Hot damn. Hot damn. This I, is, I think, a Zoom episode. It is, definitely. I remember. And also, Phil's so incredible. Creator of Grand Crew, uh, writer of many funny, hilarious things. And I feel like he was the lead. Like, not often that the guest is the lead. Really took the reins and did yeah. it. Also, um, a recording artist. Yeah. Um, so check him out. Peep those tracks. I mean, uh, don't peep them. Listen to them. Listen to them with your ears. Then it was Time Fountain 3. Then it was... Get Heim to the Greek with Sean Diston. Also a great one. Also a great one. Yes, this is about... This the is Heim sisters <laughs> <laughs> trying to get to their show. At the Greek. And I think they have they end up like joining with a pirate ship. Yes, and, and which is the Fleet Foxes. The musical follows the band Heim as they try to make it from Greece back to the Greek in LA to perform, to perform one last show before the sun crashes into the earth. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sean Distin so much. Yes. He does sometimes bring an unhinged energy to it that I very much resonate with. And I think that all of those things are sort of like amplified here. Oh, yeah. And this one. I want to read some of the songs from this one, if I may. Please. I mean, I start saying cars crashing into robots. It has nothing to do with what we're doing. <laughs> Doesn't it though? In three days, the sun will kill us all is the name of the opening song. Time for Heim, parentheses, to go home. <laughs> Our pirate ships bespoke. Pirate rules. We love a rule song. Mm -hmm. Candy. Kathy Lee believes in me. Here comes the sun. Finale. Whoa. Not that many songs. No. But like. Because I feel like there was lots of world building. This actually happened in like the. Um, sequel to Paint Mix Spectrum. I remember like I had like some question for Brett about it and then he was like, whoa, there's only like two songs in acting. Like sometimes Sometimes in the back half games. it's just like, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. There's seven songs in this Go one. Go for it. Go for it. Don't be afraid. Yeah, crunch. Gonna Jackie's crunch gonna right open a mind. bag of peanut butter pretzels. Peanut butter pretzels. Pretzel nuggets. Yeah, yeah. give some to me too. Are you kidding? Uh -huh. Hey, is that popsicle in there yet or what? Let's test it out. I don't think so. Damn. But also it appears to be fully solidified, like frozen. Oh, it might have. Yeah. It's frozen mm -hmm. a shell. It's keeping its tangerine goodness from me in, <laughs> yeah. a, in a protective shell of ice, which is honestly rude. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't why I put it in there That's so that kind. it could stay in there in one piece. It's not kind. 
I even said, should I cut it up? And you were like, no, just put it in. But yes. it was funny to just put the whole thing in <laughs> yeah. by itself. I really thought it would slowly melt. Eventually, you know. You can still smash it if you want. You want to grab the knife and smoosh it? Not now. No, I want to leave it in there forever. I think we found a really good way to keep a popsicle on the go. We accidentally thought we were trying to find a way to melt a popsicle into mm-hmm. a drink. Really, what we did, we, just, we discovered a way to keep a popsicle frozen forever on, on the, the go. go. That's right. <laughs> Put it in a Yeti full of ice water. <laughs> that popsicle will never melt. When you want a popsicle now and later. And forever. When you want seven hours of the same popsicle. Hey, do you ever think, I like licking this juice on a stick, but I wish I could do it all day. I licked it when the sun came up, but I also want to lick it when the sun goes down. <laughs> I lick it when the sun comes up. I lick it when the sun comes down. And also for some reason, it's the Rick Roll song. <laughs> Oh, wait, yeah, because up and down. Hmm? We're going to give you up and we're going to like, I've caught up just now, <laughs> but I am on, I'm, I'm there now. I understand why you use that song. At I first. Did, I didn't. My brain just started giving it to me. Yeah, because it has up and down in it. Yeah. And you just made the natural mind-body connection, probably because you worked, worked out, out today. So <laughs> you look so strong. Look so good. Yes. Anyway, we're very close. Now we're at 197. Scott doesn't know shapes. This is a... This is a um, this is a fan band episode. It right? is a fan band one. I think we're roasting Scott about maybe not knowing what a like uh, trapezoid is. He has like he we can see on his camera that he has a poster for his child behind him about learning the shapes. <laughs> oh, that's right. And we posit a world where maybe he needs the poster. <laughs> the poster's for him. It's funny because later we call an episode Brett doesn't know rent. Well, that's true. That's also true. I think Scott does know shapes. Brett does I not mean, know rent. Prove it. Prove, prove it. Show me some shapes. That's fair. Um. Yeah, this is a fan band. Okay. Can I compare you to a cheese? <laughs> sure. Sherry Cola. Oh, this was really fun. This had like technical difficulties halfway through. So I remember we had to like kind of streamline and get out of there a little bit. Like, Are we still over Zoom? We are. And I think it was one of those, uh-oh, you gave us two hours of your time. Thank you so much. But the Jamulus actually took an hour took of it. Took an hour it. and a half, yeah. Uh, and Sherry's so funny. And this episode is still really funny, but that's my visceral first memory is that we were like, the tech, the tech <laughs> early on We're not going to actually time. have you long enough. But Sherry, Sherry is great. Um, oh my gosh, so funny. Uh Really makes me laugh. Yeah. Kids, the FBI, horny elderly people, and fire nudes. Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably still A sucks. classic F book episode. Yeah. Time Fountain 4 is 199. Episode 200 is golf, except when animals do it, with Tawny Newsom. Whoa, I thought 200 was the campfire. No. Maybe 201? Let's see. Oh, no, my, my tabs have betrayed me. Wait, Tawny comes back and does another Zoom episode with us? That's like truly too kind. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I definitely remember this is like animals are getting onto the golf course. Um, this was a bunch of animals. I think that there's there's maybe a hibernation storyline too in this one. Where it's like, oh, we're coming out. And what the balls are flying at my face. I'm not making that joke. I'm quoting it from Clueless. Yeah, there you go. Well, there goes your social life. <laughs> Um, no. When is the fire? It must be a year anniversary instead of an episode Which would be 300 something, right? No, wait. Hold on. It'd be 152. (laughs) 152 would be one year. No, no, no. Which we did. 52 is one year. 52 is a year. Thank you. I don't know why I've added 100 to that. 104 is two years. So. 156 is three years. One, uh, 208. 208. Is it 208? 
Do, 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 do. No, to await the time fountain finale. Hmm. Did we? Did we not release? Maybe it wasn't an episode. It wasn't an episode. It was just a live stream. That makes sense. Oh, we solved it. How do you solve a problem like what's 200? Think about it. You just think about it for a while. And then a flippity jibbit, a whiff of a wisp, and a clown. A clown. <laughs> Okay, so actually we're stopping now at this 200 golf, except when animals do it. Correct. Okay. And anything in the track list? Oh, yeah, sure. Hold on a second. Many a thing you know you'd like to tell her. Actually, the cast list might be more informative than the song list. Great. We've got Jessica McKenna, Barold, a bear, Greta, a goose, chipmunk, fox number two, and salamander doctor. Yes. Tawny, Barigold, a bear, Dave, a sunglasses wearing lynx, owl doctor. Zach, Barry, a bear, Seth, a seagull, Drink Mongoose, Fox, and Doctor. Dave's Got to Look You in the Eye is a song that we call. Is a Cousin a Friend is a song. <laughs> is a cousin. Things, <laughs> things doctors do. The thing about Dave, think back, take your time. Logic oven finale okay great well here we are two-thirds of the way through the off-book catalog and we're getting easier and better at it we're getting easier uh, <laughs> hello high volume gin and tonic hello Guys. hgtv hello hgtv we're getting easier and hgtv ever. are you so many shows why won't my popsicle melt in this drink <laughs> find out the answer to this and many other questions when we return for the final installment of these 300 episodes yeah. did, did we give this a title um this one is dinner and drinks well yeah do we give the prod no just the yeah no. we haven't titled it yet. on book the scripted imp improvised musical podcast yeah and then this is, this is dinner and drinks yeah okay great thank you jackie of i'm not course. changing the little icon for the podcast no please. i know no no no. Let, i won't do it i'm picturing it where fan band is yes okay if great. you are still for some reason listening on the extremely sleepy babies or the babies of infinite dream feeds thank you come back to the free one that's where this all is thank you and as we say i guess at the end of all of these episodes whoa, whoa that, that Popsicle, popsicle is melting, melting. kind of <laughs>